We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One of my good friends, man. What up, Deed? What's going on, man? It's been a minute since I've talked to you guys. Yeah. What have been doing? Shit. Doing pretty good, bro. Same thing, man. I'm doing great. Dude, we haven't have you been doing hung out nothing dude it's crazy been doing good bro i moved to texas like my life's way different now not really i just uh, play cod all day but <laughs> <laughs> i mean the texas is a big change how is it um it's been pretty good so far bro playing the game from here is like it's absurdly different every time i'm playing the game like i feel like i'm getting good practice mm. it's just a good change of pace like I, I never really have to worry about like outside factors too much uh, so what's up? Probably just nice. makes, a, makes a huge difference so you, you can just be like all right we're not doing this right for sure yeah yeah it's just not like, as stressful right. bro yeah <laughs> like i don't bro everyone has the ping in the top left of your screen i don't even put it up there i'm like i don't care <laughs> like, I, I can play on any host now yeah uh <laughs> it's like, the I'm, full a squad? I'm a joke <laughs> yeah, the full squad right. going there also <laughs> yeah everyone's out here now oh that's what's up you guys getting like a team house or just like apartments and stuff uh we have apartments well ken and don rented a house but um oh, okay. i'm pretty sure we're gonna have a place to play together that's cool they rented a house yeah. wow that's dope yeah it's like they, a big well, house they got two dogs and stuff so oh uh, fairly big wait don has a dog now this guy's a dad no 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 no. ken and v have two dogs oh okay okay, okay. i thought <laughs> yeah. i thought they had a dog and then don had a dog i was like oh shit don's a dad now dude it's a lot of res- <laughs> responsibility <laughs> for big don <laughs> that's good dude like go ahead sorry I was just gonna say that's good, you know, that everybody's got their own spot. They're all in Texas because I know last year, bro, playing from Cali was a nightmare for you guys. You feel like you didn't get good practice all year long. Um, yeah, but being over there, I mean, your practice probably already just feels immensely better across the board. Oh, dude, it's insane. It's literally like not even comparable. Hmm. Is it like pretty much everyone on every team's out there now? Or I would say seven. Seven out of twelve, yeah. I think it's something like that. But like, even then, like one of the teams, like Toronto, like we just get like a neutral in like Chicago or something. It's not that bad. Hmm. Whereas like before, I was playing from Cali to Chicago, and I was like, all right, bro. Have you gotten any uh, updates on what the server situation is going to be like uh, this year for the matches or no? Um, that you can share. I don't. I don't know if they've said too much. I'm pretty sure it's going to work pretty similarly to how it did last year Mm. but like with a lot of players being in texas i would assume the texas server will be used a lot Mm. which is nice oh by the way i just tweeted it out now 
if you guys wanted to go give that yeah, a retweet. Yeah, I got you the retweet. Um, and that was basically the intro, guys. We sort of got into it, but uh, I'm going to switch to a quick message from our sponsor, XP Sports. Uh, make sure you guys check them out if you haven't. They uh, basically fuel the podcast and me and John every single day. Incredible company. Definitely give them a look, and we'll go to that, and we'll be right back. What's up, everyone? The podcast is fueled by XP Sports. XP Sports has created gaming supplements focused on giving you what you want. Their products deliver more than just energy and come in unique formats, including pregame powder, ready-to-drink cans, and even gummies, guys. I love them. The ready-to-drink can delivers zero sugar, zero calories, and zero lag. The XP Sports Boost Energy Drink is delicious and can help you get through any long gaming session. The formula in the Boost Energy Drink includes a scientifically studied ingredient that supports mental energy, performance, and improved reaction time. It also provides another ingredient that supports normal, healthy eye function. If you're more of a gummy person, try the gummies. They provide an ingredient that supports mental clarity and another to support normal, healthy eye function as well. We all know how important that can be. Make sure you have these bad boys in your gaming arsenal. I use them every day, guys. I mean, come on, talk about multiple birds with one stone. Take your game to the next level with XP Sports. You can purchase XP Sports on their website, xpsports.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Walmart. Use code CODCAST at checkout for a 30% discount. Yeah, that's right, I said 30%. That's xpsports.com. Take your game to the next level. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. Make sure you guys check that um, out. But let's get back into it, bro. Uh, all right, let's. Go ahead, John. Should we just hop right back into this? So, yeah, uh, so Austin, uh, after last year, where you guys obviously didn't perform up to your standards, right? Mm-hmm. What was the off season like for you as a team? Did you guys know right away that you're mostly going to stick together, or did you spend a lot of time really looking at your options in the off season? Um. So my off season was weird. It was probably different compared to like every other off season I've ever been a part of. Mm. Uh, we knew like me, Ken, and Teach talked, and we wanted to stick together and give it an actual go because like I don't think I don't really consider last year an actual go for our like trio. It was kind of an unfortunate circumstance for us. Um, but we spent like the first two weeks looking at like force and trying to figure out what we want to do, and we had uh, one player in mind that we're gonna lock up. Um, actually I should probably just say we were looking at Preston at first. Uh oh, and no, no 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 Priesta. Oh Priesta, okay. Yeah, yeah Priesta. We were looking at him before he signed with Minnesota. And um it was like around like the week two mark or something like that that uh we got word of like what was going down with the team. And uh, all the only thing I really heard was that we were getting sold, potentially, and we couldn't make any moves. So we were kind of just stuck in limbo at that point with us three just waiting. And about like two months went by. Like maybe not two months, but a long time went by without us knowing what we could do. And then finally we, we figured out that, you know, LA Thieves was purchasing the spot, which is great for us. Like that was the best case scenario in uh, my opinion. And then um, from there we evaluated our situation and picked up Donnie. You were probably hyped when you heard that news, huh? Oh, dude, it was incredible. Because you never directly talked about it, but it had to feel kind of weird, like playing for a brand that had none of the original members on it, you know, and, you know, sort of being like a shell of its former self. Like that had to, you know, like 
affect your guys' gameplay a little bit, or at least the way you know you, you read Twitter and then you go and see match like, oh, here goes this kid again. You know what I mean? Like it had to affect you guys a little bit, so that that'd be like a huge weight off your shoulders. I, I would feel. Um, I mean, yeah, a little bit. I don't feel like it affects me too much. I feel like I've been on that side of the green wall pretty much because I mean. Like, I've just been against them my whole career, pretty much. Like, one of the teams, like, trying to take them down. And so it was pretty much the same thing. They were just coming at us a little bit harder, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. That stuff doesn't bother me too much. Honestly, like, I I like reading, like, native comments sometimes, especially leading into, like, an event or something like that. Yeah. I kind of use it as, like, extra fuel to the fire because I've been playing for so long now. You know, like, it's hard sometimes, like have that same level of like excitement and stuff like that. But reading the negative comments always brings it out of me. It must be nice now though. Like be at home, right? Like to be, <laughs> oh, at, yeah. like, this, this is, you won championships here with the squad with Nate shot and you know, the support over there. I mean, even you got the dog back and it's just that you got the squad, even enables on the squad. So like, you know, it just feels like full circle, I guess a little bit, a little bit of a different yeah. roster. So, it like, almost feels like it never left too. Like, I yeah. mean, this is the org I wanted when I originally signed with them. I wanted to stick with for a long time and kind of cement myself as like the franchise player or yeah. hope to. Um, so it's good to be back. I feel like they've taken really good care of us. They're the best org I've probably been under, and I'm just excited to play again for them. Sweet, dude. That's that's awesome stuff. That's awesome stuff. So transitioning from MW, so that's five v five, back to here in Cold War and forty four. What are your thoughts on that initially? Like. I know you were excited just from talking to you in the past, just 44, 44, but how do you think it's actually been for you guys uh, specifically? Uh, I think it's been a breath of fresh air, man. I think it's been like, it's just like so much, I don't know, especially after last year, like with the spawn system and everything. <laughs> like this year, I feel like it's clear cut, like when you're watching VODs or like playing the game, like it's just so easy for me to just detect like what went wrong in the situation. Like I sometimes don't even have to watch the VOD back. Like I just yeah. already know. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, I don't know. It's just not as hectic, man. Like, I, I like watching it more. I like playing it more. I feel like it's just, it's what COD is. You know, we played 4v4 for so long. Yeah. Which is what we know. It's just a lot easier to, you know, slow down and be like, okay, this is what we did wrong. Or to like have a plan when something happens on the map. Like, this is how we react in this situation. I got something on the wall. Five five. Yeah, I thought you had nothing on the wall. <laughs> Wait, dude, I just want to say something. This might be wildly inappropriate to say in a podcast, but like, if you brought a girl back and she sees Thanos, she might get a little worried, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to get like a, I only have two things up. I want to get like one of my jerseys and put in between it. I think that would look sick as fuck. That would look dope, dude. Yeah. You can get like the little like uh, floating shelves and put like one higher than the other two ones and like put like yeah, your memory exactly. up there. That shit would be pretty dope, dude. Did you, uh, do you, so you live with uh, accuracy, right? So do you guys have anything else in your apartment? I just assume if I was to walk in your place, I'd walk into an empty ass two bedroom You know like apartment. the tweet, John, where it's like yeah. the one couch? Like our living room is actually sick, bro. Like our, our, our spot wow. is so nice. Um, we have like, a, like three couches, like two single seats and then like a big couch. We have like a TV with a TV stand, you know, we have a, a island in our kitchen um, and then like uh, a de or table to eat at and stuff like that. So like we definitely have some stuff. Um, our rooms are kind of like bare. We haven't been doing too much. Like obviously I got like dressers and stuff like that in bed, but like I needed stuff to hang up on the walls. Luckily I got some for Listen, Christmas. Listen bro, you know what? This just inspired <laughs> me. Dude, I have a fire set up. If anybody wants to, you know, hire me for a service to come just do their setup with a budget, I'll do it, dude. 
I'd be like the <laughs> interior gaming decorator, bro. I'm nice. Nah, bro. Trust though. If you, dude, our living room is fucking sick. Yeah. Like, and it's funny too because we're right next to like the NV headquarters. It's like when we were first here, right? Like the game wasn't out yet, and we're just sitting on the like couches, like chilling, whatever. And we look down and there's like a sign and all of a sudden the sign just switches and it shows cream six and it's like mvp cod champ and i just instantly walked through, i was like yo i gotta go get down and set up like get my stuff ready to go yeah <laughs> that's actually hilarious dude just yeah you know what you need to get though you need to get like a telescope dude so you can smile on the scrims that'd be the play yeah. bro straight up through the windows so do you guys like uh you know socially distance at least six feet apart hang out with people out there and stuff and like link up at all with some of the other teams or is it like, nah, just doing my thing. Um, we, like, I think we, like, hung out a little bit, a couple of us, when so, people were in town for uh, media, because everyone just got tested. Yeah, yeah. So we were all clean. But um, other than that, like, not too much. I know, like, the Minnesota guys are in our building. So, like, sometimes, like, a Tatch will come with, like, come through with me and uh, Lamar and get some food or something like that. But pretty much, man, it's just been grinding. Yeah, it was it was funny, man. I, uh... I was talking to Embos the other day and he was like, yeah, I was walking in my lobby the other day and well, Zuma walked in or somebody, he said somebody, maybe it was like John or something. I don't know. He's like, just walked in. I was like, what the hell? And I was like, dude, it's probably such small world moments down there. Like in one city, all the pro COD gamers, just all, all the gamers, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Now Tej is in my building too. So like the other day I went to the grocery store and I just get in the elevator and he's standing in there and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> like, who's, T- who's TJ living with? He got his own room. Oh, sheesh, that place is going to smell like crap, dude. Does he know what a like, clean? Does he even know what, like, a like a disinfectant wipe is? Austin, do you remember um, TJ and Brandon's sink last year? It was, like, black. I wasn't wasn't going to put him on blast. It was black. The sink was black. Bro, pro gamers do some heinous (laughs) things, dude. So there was a time during, uh, what game was it? Was it IW when we were at, like, the Columbus apartments that weren't as nice? Was that that uh, was that IW or World War Two? World War Two, I think. I think yeah, dude. So it so the way those apartments worked were like we would go there for a couple weeks and then we would just swap out, right? But it would still be under the same booking. Like they just booked it for like a month. So we'd go there for like two weeks and then swap out. Whatever it was, something like that. And the cleaners would like forget to come there sometimes. So the players would like leave stuff in the fridge, bro. The toilet <laughs> would be like clogged. And I remember what's his name? Fastball just intentionally clogged the toilet, bro. Like those places <laughs> were disgusting, dude. Straight up. So yeah, I think I got lucky, bro. I never had a bad experience. Like so, whoever I was like switching rooms with was like keeping it pretty clean at least. Oh man, I, I roomed with Apathy and he kept it spotless, bro. Guy's just a sweet oh, yeah. dad, bro. Because <laughs> it dad, like he, he knows responsibilities, bro. He does his thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess we should talk about this for a second. Um, we'll get to the other stuff in a bit. But Zuma retired, man. It's su- such a tough. You know situation for them and and then now new york has diamond con now um i guess just talk a little bit about tommy if you'd like and then also what, what do you think about diamond con if you played against them at all uh yeah i mean i i learned about it probably like the night before it happened dude that came out of nowhere man yeah and man, i was dude. in a i was in a team suite call with um probably like 10 other pros or something when we, when we found out and bro that one that one hit like crazy i've had hand problems in the past and I know a bunch of other people have. We used to um, talk about it every day, dude. Yeah, like, especially now with, like, all the games, like, the advanced movements, stuff like that. Like, it, it can be taxing on your hands. You got to be careful. And I know we had the problems in the past with it, too. And it's just, that one sucks, man. It does. It yeah. sucks to see someone, like, because I know, like, Tommy, too. Um, I'm pretty sure 
he got an injury in soccer and had to give that up. And that's what led yeah. to this. Yeah. If I remember yeah. right. Yeah. So dude, that's tough, man. I mean, he's one of the, one of the COD greats. Um, Absolutely. Loved playing against them. Loved him in the community. He was always a good time to be around and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it just sucks to see him go. He's so entertaining so, too, man. Yeah, oh, he ahead, is. Tom. No, everyone loves Tommy. Uh, it's just like another part of this. So if I'm not mistaken, Tommy plays claw, right? Or he played claw. Yeah. He, yeah. He, I think he did, yeah. And so, and so do you, right? So yes. when I try to play claw, I can't play claw. I just can't do it. Like I just start shooting absolute circles. Have you ever considered like what if something similar started happening to your hands and you had to go back to playing? I guess what I consider normal, what other people consider normal with a scuff. Yeah. Do you think that you could do that? Uh, or, I mean, you're so used to just playing claw. Like that's how you hold a controller. It would just affect you too much. It um, might affect me. I think if I really put my mind to it, I could do it. Uh, it'd probably take some time. Like I wouldn't just switch and like a week later be fine. I know um, back in the day, I mean, it was only S&D tournaments. I wasn't a pro at the time, but I did break my finger at one point and I had to play normally because I couldn't uh, use my middle finger because I broke it. So I had uh-huh. to hold the controller normally and I didn't even have a scuff and I was still playing S&D tournaments and like I wasn't as good, but like I could hold my own. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, it, it just depends on where I'm at, like how bad my hand hurt. I would switch if I need to, but man, holding like claw is just natural to me. It never like, I don't think my hands hurt because I hold the controller claw. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's just like the movement, pressing the joysticks in consistently now. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've tried playing claw before and it just, it torches my hands. I, I remember it was after IW was when I started having like hand problems and stuff. And I remember thinking like, dude, I just don't want to have to like, Sloss had to wear that glove or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and he took a big hit to his gameplay when he had to do that. And I was like, man, I don't want to have to do that. So, like, this isn't the first time I've heard of it in COD. It's just the first time I've heard of somebody having to stop playing because of it. And I think it was on that phase team, Tommy had that injury in IW. On his in hand. IW, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he played through it. So, props to him for playing through it for, what, three years now. And, then, you know, just unfortunately, it, it returned. Um, I hope, I hope, like, you know, over the next year or so, he can come back like i i don't really know the full details of it maybe i'll talk to tom soon about it but i hope he could, this isn't like forever and he could come yeah. back and play because he's still super freaking too. young right it's just tough that you know he's like mid-20s yeah but like that's i feel like that's the starting to become the median age of the pros right like i saw i think it was attached for whatever reason he tweeted out he's 25 and i'm like damn dylan's 25 like that's hatch is 25 <laughs> Is yeah, he? or twenty four, twenty five, something like that. I'm pretty He's sure. Mid twenties, yeah. Wait, yeah, that's like wild. A... He looks ten. <laughs> Let me see. I'm looking up Attach's age. Wait, really, dude? That I didn't even think about that. Yeah, people are just getting older, John, and we're getting yeah, real so it's old. Like, it's just so it's just so weird, and like I just feel like Tommy in my head, I guess, is he's still one of the younger guys. But he's but you're gonna start seeing more of these guys retire, and it's so yeah. weird because those were the guys that were like coming up, and when you were already you've already been established. Yeah, dude. I guess crazy. that's when Austin came up too, which would be ghosts. Mm-hmm. It's like now these guys are cod old. Dude, the thing There's is though, is it's weird. Be. Like I feel like everyone views me like, well, I'm 26, so like in the cod world, I'm ancient at this point. You know, like I'm pretty old. But like Nobody if you look at like, like that though. No, nobody really does. They, I don't think they remember that I'm the same age as like Cap and App and all them, you know? It's because like I'm younger. there are eras of Call of Duty. And, and me and John could talk about this one. Like, there's the era that started in COD 2, which faded away a while ago. Nobody remembers those guys. And then there's yeah. like the era of second year. So there's two years of COD 4. Second year COD 4 were players like Krim, players like Cap. Uh, I think Clay played a little bit like in the tournaments with AOX and you know, there was those types of guys and a few of those guys are super good. They last throughout all, all the tests of time. And then, you know, 
from really then uh, that from second year cod four and prior like there's like four or five guys that played since then and if you weren't like one of the 94 babies that played since you know black ops <laughs> one because a lot of us are, are my age like 94 94 95 yeah. if you weren't one of those guys like you're just, and you started playing you know later in after you know black ops one you're just not considered one of the old people which is funny because there are people who are older that are playing now they just didn't play cod till later it's yeah. just weird. You know? no, that, I mean, that's 100%. That makes sense. But, like, if you, what I was going to say is, like, if you can pair us to, like, sports, we're young. Like, we're, like, in our prime at this age, right? Like, 25, like, that's, like, a good age yeah. to be in, like, professional sports. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it comes From down a personal to. standpoint, I'm pissed at all of you because I was always saying this when I was fucking 25. And yeah. you guys, people were like, this guy's fucking not. People oh, still say this shit to me, like, dude. Nah, like, bro, I'm 26. I'm literally 26. And now you guys are like, well, I feel fucking fine. This is perfect. <laughs> nah, I think people are trolling you for the most part. There are some people who are probably like, nah, this guy's old. But Wait, like, no, me, I, I get I'll legitimate. I get legitimate <laughs> questions, Austin. Like, legit. Like, do you think that, uh, like, I got a question the other day in my chat. Somebody went, do you think that as people get older that they should switch to a main AR? And I was like, what? I was like, what is that? What what type of que- what type of question is that? I don't know. Like I just yeah. like like what? No. Like I like Lamar's in the chat. How old is Lamar? And he's a fantastic like player. He's twenty four. Oh, I thought he I was think? like my age. I thought he was 20, like twenty six. No, no, no. He's younger. Oh. Either I think way, he's twenty four. Either way, I, I don't think it matters as much as people say. I made a video on that. Lamar's one, just man. ancient in the gaming world, bro. He's been forever. <laughs> just to think if World War II yeah, said dropped, Lamar might not be your roommate right now. That's oh him. my god. World <laughs> <laughs> War II was his game, bro. Nah, he was nasty at that game. But did you see the memes of him where he's got like the picture where he's rubbing his hands together and someone was like, when I see Cab Wall, I think it was Cheney yeah, tweeted I saw that. I was dying, bro. <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> Dude, I tweeted the Lamar thing. I was like, uh, I've never seen him smile in a picture. And I've seen three pictures of him smiling since then dropped on the timeline. So that's great. Great news right there. Lamar's happy, yeah. bro. Speaking of Lamar, <laughs> since you're his roommate, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I don't know what happened, but Sensor and Accuracy got into a little fight. Did Lamar say anything to you about this? Of course. Wait, they got no fight anything about that, what? Anything, anything that you could say publicly. I don't want to put people on blast here, but... Whatever Lamar puts in chat, bro. Wait, what did they get in an hey. argument about? What was public? Nah, just, so... I, right, I'll ahead. tell the story. I'll tell the story of what happened. Even though I don't know if it's <laughs> okay. fully public, but this is not that big of a deal, so I'll tell it. Um... <laughs> This is only a recent time. In the past, I don't know if, you know, their beef or whatever, if it was there or not. It wasn't spoken if it was. I know there was the problems like Doug's dad or whatever and like the New York Subliners team. Like there was definitely some issues there. But recently, um, Doug was in the AM chat, I'm pretty sure. There's a bunch of people in the AM chat where they get scrims and stuff like that. And Paul X got an offer for a team, right? It was a two-week contract is what I yeah, heard. Yeah, it was a two-week contract. But yeah. Doug, I think, mentioned something in the chat and was like, yo, like, it's got to be for a team with a weak AR. So, or someone said that. <laughs> and then Doug was like, oh, so Minnesota for accuracy oh or goodness. something like that. Oh, and then, shit. And then so, of course, like, help him at all, man. like, I'm pretty sure Brian Saints in the chat and he just instantly was like, yo, like, what the fuck? And so Lamar tweeted at him. So now if there was unspoken beef, it's out there. It's spoken. It's on the timeline. Well, one thing is like, <laughs> I almost look at that as, you know, shout out, Doug. He's a cool dude. Need something from Doug? He'll do it for you, right? Like I've asked Doug for favors, done it for me instantly. But I'm not hating on the guy. But the thing is, just like this might almost be what he wanted to start, like a little beef, right? Because he knows Lamar's like the guy who's going to get triggered by it. He knows Lamar is going to get pissed. He knows he's going to say something. 
So I look at it as like Doug's just trying to get in the loop, like getting the talks, right? Again, I don't know. That's the way I. I see think it's it. hilarious. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Like I love that stuff. Like I, I think COD is missing. Like I feel like as time has gone on, we've gotten a little like less shit talky. You know well, what I mean? Sure, like we, but I'm, I'm down for that too, as long as you can prove at some point what you're saying and you can Doug's back not it up. be in a position to play lamar like he's never going to be in a lamar position to back championship last year. everybody likes lamar is unanimously liked by the pro scene for the most part and respected and nobody thinks lamar is an ass ar so for him to say that is just like completely just random and i don't know i just find it like he's just trying to get into the talks of the community a little bit that's I mean, the way I, I see it yeah i think i mean i was i had close i played with lamar a lot in like the jetpack days or was around him a lot and i just know that back then people used to talk down about lamar constantly like, yeah he was seen as like a dirt ar basically yeah he wasn't and he wasn't he wasn't it just you have to get your break right you have to get that position yeah. where you're actually playing with players that can help you succeed especially as a main ar like austin you should know this that's why you always want God, like subs around you you can do <laughs> yeah. what you can do. i mean no I'm, no yeah. it's, 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 everyone, you need good players to not, win it's, it's not yeah it's not, a, it's not a knock you, yeah. you need it like what are you going to do if their subs are getting yeah. toasted you're not about to four piece them when they're in your face it's impossible yeah. so he just got better teammates and was able to prove like he picked up kenny well that's a good teammate, yeah. and he proved that he was good i just think lamar like back in the day i thought he was buns because he just talked shit but his team's like never won matches and then he won like back-to-back <laughs> chips and i was like oh shit this guy's actually really good because yeah, Lamar's always the been the same was. guy. He's always been the same guy. He's always talked shit. Like yeah. maybe not as much now, but he wasn't winning back then. So I think that's why people are like, well, I can kind of respect trash. that though. Like yeah, he just confidence. Real. You know what I mean? Like it, in, no matter if he's winning or not, he's still confident in himself, still like dishing the the shit talk. But well, like in hindsight, but back in the day when you get smoked by, or not smoked, when you hear a guy like accuracy talking shit, you're like, what the fuck? This guy's oh, yeah, team yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like, fuck this guy. But now it's, just, now it's just like, that's Some, what we want. Someone in the chat says he's a lower tier AR in the league. I'm not, I don't agree with this. I mean, I, I think I that either. there's three top tier ARs and that's, I mean, I don't care what people might get upset. It's you, Austin, uh, Arcides, yep. and Octane. That's what, that's my opinion. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's considered facts by the rest of the league. I, I really don't know. But then I'd put Lamar in the next tier with probably with like Skies and Formal or whatever. That's just my opinion. I don't. Yeah, well, what's like the criteria, you know? Because Lamar's an excellent search and destroy player and a great leader. So, like, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. It's just like, uh, pick your poison, like what you want on your team. Like, he's going to do your job. Like, you can win with Slasher. You can win with Lamar. You can win with, you know what I mean? Like, any of the, you just got to get a good AR that you can win with. There's a reason that, you know, there's 12 teams and there's, you know, like eight, nine super solid ARs and all those guys can win a chip with the right players around them. It's just, I yeah, know. I don't know. I think no, the I, AR I role say, is just discipline. Go ahead. Austin. I would say he's 100 percent in the top half right now. Yeah, for I agree. sure. And I think his team is in the top half too. Like, I mean, the thing is, is you it, it takes a team. Like your team helps. Like you make your teammates look better, and they help make you look better too. You yeah. know what I mean? So it comes down to like you need to have a good team at the end of the day to yeah. look really good. And I would say he's for sure in the top half right now. Yeah, easily. Speaking of like the top half of players, are there any players that you'd be comfortable saying that are looking pretty good in this game outside of your teammates? Like playing against um, them, like wow, they have a big improvement, or they're just wow, that guy's nasty. Good players. I mean, obviously, like the Dallas guys are really. I think Ender is really good in yeah. this game right now. Um, you know, Simpson, Abizis, all those guys are obviously good optic players. Um, outside of that, uh, from scrims. 
Florida, I think Skies and Awakening have been good. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Josiah has also been a lot better this year than That's he was dope. last year. I think people are going to realize like the flack they were getting him last year was a little. I mean, obviously, might have been deserved at the time. Their team was not good, <laughs> but Josiah is a good player, man. Like he's yeah. he's a winner. You know, he's been. I think in like the past six years or whatever, there was some stat like outside of the Optic Dynasty team he had the highest average placing, like top four yeah, all like, the time, dude. Yeah, like then, he, he's a winner, dude. Like he knows what it takes. He's been on multiple different good teams, and he's a good role player. He helps people around him, and you know has a good teamwork, all that. So like, I think people are going to be surprised by him this season. Well, that's good for him. Uh, I know that last year was tough for everybody on that squad. So if he comes out, yeah. you know, with a W, that'd be nice. You mean, on you know, the other side of that, sorry. I was just going to say, because the chat was asking, we never got to the bottom of the Diamond Con question. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Have you played uh, against him? I played against him a couple times. I feel like it's hard for me to judge him so far. Um, I think he's more of like a main AR player, so I think it's going to yeah. be a little weird with him and Clay on the team. But the, the meta right now, you can kind of force two ARs on a lot of maps. Um, obviously, like your Moscow and Checkmate, you run two ARs at least. But like the crossroads and garrisons, teams have been experimenting three subs, so it's going to be interesting on those maps. But it, I mean, they might be able to make two ARs work. I'm not sure. From what I can tell, he seems solid. I think I just need to see him more, and obviously see him in a match. You think the game will evolve into uh, like three subs eventually? As it maybe not now? on like your Moscow map, but I, I think. Um, like the smaller map, like we've been running three subs on the smaller maps. I think it happens every year. Like, I feel like every year we get a new COD game. At the beginning, people are like, oh, ARs are so good. Like, they're so OP. And that's because the sub players are just everyone in general don't know what we're doing. They don't know the routes where people are spawning. As you learn, that speed matters. Like, being faster all around the map matters yeah. significantly. And it's always happened. Like, even like, probably like a game like iw like we were probably running like multiple ars and then at the end like it was k bars and subs and maybe one mb4 you know what i mean like well, the erad became a necessity at the, the end was, yeah. Yeah, yeah or black ops 3 remember how good the vmps were at the end oh They're yeah like, we were running three oh, yeah, on like half it. the maps yeah. at least so like once you learn the game man the sub is the i've always said it like the subs tend to be the best classes because you're faster you have a good gun and you usually have like utility like in this game, you always have flak tack right now, yeah, so which can soldier. really help you. Yeah. So do you find it to be like something that you can gain an edge on? Like if you guys just start running three subs now consistently and make that your play um, style, or are you just kind of going with like what everybody's running? On the smaller maps, I think it definitely helps us. On like a map like Checkmate or Moscow, I'm not sure yet. I think two ARs is probably good. But I mean, I, I kind of like that. And I think it's been like that in the past. Like half the maps were usually three subs and half the maps were two ARs. You know, that's yeah. where that flex role came in. So I kind of like that meta, but we'll have to see how the game develops. And I'm, I'm sure there'll probably be a weapon patch eventually that shakes things up. A One little more bit, question so. about meta that I wanted to ask uh, about like M4. Do you think that there's going to be uh, a place for that on uh, consistently on maps? Oh, easily. Yeah. Right now the M4, it potentially is the best gun. I think the M4, Craig and sub are all being used. I get like when I play it to stuff, I get gun when I use M4 by Craig and, and stuff. But I, I saw somebody between like on the 60 hertz servers, whatever it is, whatever the better servers are, like it's just going to yeah. be dominant. Um, and it's definitely uh, really good. Has there been any access to those servers yet for you guys? We've played on them once. I think a few other teams have played on them. It's it's pretty much the same thing from what I can tell as, as last year. 
I think they're in the early stages right now and they're working through things because when we were playing on them, we were submitting feedback and stuff like that consistently. So I think they're gearing up and getting things ready. And that's that's kind of what this weekend is for, too. Right. Like, obviously, we're going hard and trying to win our matches, but it's about like making sure the broadcast runs, making sure the the servers are good and like all this, the scan and repair is not a problem. Like, oh yeah, all those sorts of things. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's true. I get freaking gunned by the Craig when I use the M4. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. It's crazy. Bro, the M4 trust. The M4 is good. I was using it the for a day is, or two and I felt nasty and then I started using up, the Craig and I was like, damn, it's this weird, bro. It, it, this meta right now almost reminds me of Boss 4. Like the Craig is kind of like your ICR. The M4 is kind of like your... Maddox, like it's way better against like the subs. Like it can still kill a Craig long range. Nah, bro, this is like World War Two, bro. The bar meta, or that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but like the M42 at the same time, it's so good. But you have to play like a burger with it. Like you can't (laughs) jump shot. Like you get like you're literally standing still. No, really though. Like the Craig, you can get a little. Like you can get mixy. Like you can jump around, slide around, like. You know, you can have yeah, some finesse with it. With M4, bro, you are a burger on the map. But it kills it'll be, quick. It'll so be interesting the decision so, players make. Yeah, are you using it's mostly the Craig as like the main AR since you said it was like the NV4 or whatever it might be? Um, I've actually been running the M4 a lot. Ken likes the Craig. Can't you get away with like running like just an M4 and 374Us on Crossroads, you think? Yeah, we've done that before. Uh, do you think, do you like... Per- well, I'm getting into your strats, I guess. But <laughs> um, not not too much. I mean, people okay. play none of that, so they know, like, yeah, obviously that say. we do that. Um, I mean, I kind of, I haven't really fully figured out what I like better. I've messed around with the Craig and the M4 a lot. I don't know which one suits our team better for like me running. I think it's like super situational, so it's like super map dependent. Like hills, like the Craig is better on this hill, like or like the Craig's better on Moscow. You know what I mean? But like Garrison, the M4 is better. I think it kind of just depends on who we're playing and what, what our objective is for like what gun's better. They're both very usable in every situation. It just kind of depends on what you're trying to do. Okay. Um, I wanted to maybe do predictions for each of the matches outside of your match for you. Okay. Um, if you guys are down for that. Let me throw my yeah. cat out of the room. But the first match is Dallas Empire versus New York Subliners. We'll start with John, then we'll go to, to Austin. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Dallas 3-0. I just, I mean, I just feel like New York just got a new player, right? And even if he's really talented, uh, they're gonna be lacking practice. And Dallas is obviously Dallas. Yeah, so yeah. I would just uh, go Dallas 3-0. I would have to agree. I, I think um, from my scrims, I think Dallas is probably the number one team right now, okay. or like at least you know in that that conversation. Uh, they've been really good. I think I think they got a good like squad. They're they're on the same page with what they want to do. I think New York is kind of an unfortunate situation, but I don't know if they if they make it close. Like you never know. Clay playing his old team, like yeah. just got dropped. Like true. Hopefully they can make it interesting. That that would be fun. But I feel like Dallas is the stronger team. But, I mean, the big question. about this okay. about this kickoff weekend. Sorry, before you continue. Um, yeah. are, do these wins do anything for you guys? No. Like. Okay, no. Okay, I was just asking that because I don't know how teams are going to play Search and Destroy in this. If they're going to take it 100% serious as practice or they're just not going to show yeah. stuff. Or I'm not so really I, sure. I've, just, I've like talked to Lamar a lot about this. Um, so the matches obviously are for no points, no money, no nothing. But I think people are going to be going really hard. 
like trying to win like it is a real match for like money or something like that because these early matches like it, it kind of depends on your team right like some people are like super like momentum based or like if you start off with an L, like it's just bad for the team morale. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Like stuff like that. So they're gonna be going hard. Like we're gonna be going hard trying to win our match. Like we want to win. Like winning yeah. is important. If we don't, obviously it's like it's a learning process, and like it's not the end of the world. We'll move on. Like the real matches matter in two weeks, but everyone's gonna be trying to win their match. And to say they're they're not trying, like maybe they'll hold back some SD. Like I have done that in the past before. I haven't decided what I want to do yet. But, but how much are you really going to learn from this in search? You know, like it's like the first. Search yeah. Yeah. We're seeing these guys play, you know, so it's only so much like, research you can really take from it, depending on how the map goes. So I don't know. I mean, I think that's like the this is like a big time to test stuff, right? To see yeah. what works in, in search and stuff. You know, well, it's also of search too just like it's seeing how your team plays in a match. Yeah. Like, that's an important thing for me. I'm super hyped that we get to play a match without... Like, it matters, like I said, but it doesn't matter. So I get to see, like, okay, do our comms become super frantic? Do we play different in certain situations? Like, we get to address it right away. Because I've had that before. Like, my 100T team, um, when we first picked up Preston, we're really good. But when we played in the league matches, we, we started calling out, like, super frantic. Like, we were trying too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and, and it, like kind of made it like when you call it frantic like people are playing too fast forgetting like what the plan is and all that and so we were able to like address it right away and then the next event london we weren't calling out frantic we were doing what we we're supposed to be doing and we won the event yeah it's the first time like, you get an opportunity to to play a big match right and it's for nothing so there's nothing to really lose from it only things to gain so you're right yeah, like it's, it's all a learning process it's a great way to look at it honestly um but anyways yeah i'm gonna go with you guys on that i think empire win 3-0 uh, I think obviously the big variable there is search and destroy, but you know, with the chemistry that empire had and the players they have in their team, I just, I don't think it's been enough time for New York, especially with the situation they're going through at the moment. I'm gonna go with Dallas as well, but on to the next yeah. one, gorillas versus surge. Uh, John kick it off. Um, I'm going to go with the surge three, one, uh, I really have no reasoning behind this. I just feel like <laughs> I look on paper and, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen them scrim, right? I don't think either of these teams stream scrims. I know that Seattle was struggling, but LAG, I don't know. Whatever. I'm just going to go with Seattle 3-1. to one. Uh, Assume that between Octane and Pierce, Gunless, they'll figure it out. I'm going to go Ooh. Gorillas 3-2, three, uh, actually. I, from what I've heard from Surge is that they've been pretty weak right now. Um, I think that they'll get better as time goes on. I haven't seen them, though, so I don't know, but this is what I'm hearing from people uh from sources that i trust so and i've seen a little bit of gorillas early on and then i've seen them grinding search and destroy tournaments and stuff together so for that reason i'm, I'm just gonna go gorillas that's really just like i i'm just picking that out of a hat right so yeah i don't have any true info we won't know until we watch these guys play um but i'm gonna go gut gorillas at the moment i think i think this one's kind of a coin toss i think whoever wins is probably gonna win in game five um yeah from what i can tell i feel like I feel like the gorillas might be more prepared and like what they're doing. I don't know if they're the best team right now, but I feel like they have definitely like gone over certain things and they like have certain setups like they, they try to do and stuff like that. So I feel like they might be more prepared in S and D, which what 
like makes me want to lean towards them. What it could come them. down to, right? Search. Yeah, exactly. But like then again, like you could look at like Octane and Gunless, and like, well, if they just take over a certain map, they could just beat that team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be game five either way. I'm yep. gonna lean towards Gorillas just because I feel like they'll be more prepared in S and D. But it, it's a coin flip. Yeah, that could be a really big match, you know, for uh, the surge, right? Like if they come it out is. and like and like a couple of guys, like Gunless <laughs> just goes off or something, and they win like a big three zero, that could do wonders for it, that squad. It is, in my opinion, that's a like, huge match. I think because of what Awesome was just talking about, I feel like they're if they're struggling, like people are saying, they're struggling in scrims. That's not a match that they want to lose, right? Because yeah. there's just like LAG. There's just so many better teams in the league. You don't want to start out with a loss to that team, especially if it doesn't go right. If it yeah. goes game five and you lose on stupid little stuff, it should be okay. But if you get like annihilated in the response, it could be horrible for a team like that. I think emotionally. One thing, just like looking at this page and thinking of the rosters that I'm constantly reminding myself of is like, there's literally like every team has good players on it, man. You know, like there's just oh, yeah. like like the, the level of competition going to 4v4 with only 12 teams is so high. It's all the every match is going to be awesome. Like sometimes, you know, you look at the schedule and you're like, oh, that's a burger match, you know, but like there's like no burger matches. <laughs> and that obviously could change as time goes on when if some yeah. team starts to perform. But like from a season overview, it looks freaking awesome right now. But all right. Next match. Um, Atlanta phase versus Florida Mutineers. Um yeah, so when I immediately look at this, I would just think FaZe, but you know, what from pe- what people are saying about Mutineers is they're dope at this game. So I- I'd love for you to weigh in on this one, Austin. Uh yeah, I mean I think the Mutineers have been pretty good. I think it's a little so when they first had Havoc at the beginning, especially, I think they were a top like four team, hands down. Yeah. Like easily. Um then I think they started to fall off a little bit and then that change happened where they brought in Neptune. I haven't really got a chance to play them too much with Nep, but like assuming he fits into their system and like they they play well, I think the series could be close. He a sub player, right? Uh, yeah. Crack. I'm gonna still take Phase, but I would not be surprised if Florida makes it close or wins. Okay. Yeah, because they were always uh, nasty at search. Sorry, John. Like no, no, that could no, be no, where they nice. win. True. Traditionally good search players on their team. Well, I don't know about Josiah, but he's Old apparently yeah. he's been really good at this game. I didn't mean that as a knock to Jerry. I think Jerry's been really good, just like you guys were talking about earlier. Yeah. But anyways, I think I'm gonna go with Florida three to two though. I feel like Florida is always yeah. surprising people, catching people off guard. They just have a really good team. And apparently Big Wake's nasty at this game. Yeah. He was a beast last year, bro. And he, he was like one of those kids that was nasty. That it never even came into discussion. Like, is he like a one hit wonder? Because from the eye test, like you could tell, like he knew what was going on. His like anticipation was on point, and he wasn't like cheesing. Like he wasn't cheesing the game. Like running like a gun that was cheesy for the game. Like he was just literally Mister Do It All for the squad. So yes. I don't know him personally, but his gameplay speaks for itself. I think he's he's nasty. And Skies was a beast last year too, and apparently he's just kept it up this this year. So. I think that's going to be a really good game. That's the last game for Saturday, too, so that's lit. Uh, let's see what we got next. Uh, Royal Ravens versus Paris Legion. Um, question mark for me. Uh, but, John, you kick this one off. Well, I saw that Zero today said that he's in in England or Europe or oh, wherever really? the hell he is. So, yeah, he's so yeah. overseas. So I don't know if he's going to be here. So, I mean, if he's not here, it's just simple for me to go with Paris. Yeah, for, uh, sure. for that reason alone. But I do think that Paris... Uh, did a really good job in the offseason and I built a surprisingly strong team, right? So, Fire, dude, that kid, man. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Have you scrimmed them, Austin? Have they been Harris? Yeah, I haven't played them in weeks, so okay. I, I don't know too well. Uh, I also haven't played London either, so okay. I, this one's kind of a, a toss-up for me. I, I would assume, like, let's say Trey can play. Like, I'm probably going pair or London, but it's something about teams, man. When you get like, it, it's it's kind of like throwing the not <laughs> like you threw scraps together, not the player, like just like scraps. Yeah, you yeah. Know I mean, like the players that were kind of yeah, like sure. that, like where they're, where they're stronger than people when, think. Yeah, like they're they're fighting for like their lives at this point. You know what I mean? Like basically, like they're going into every day of practice, like we're gonna get better. You know, we're gonna fucking prove people wrong. And there's something about when you have teams like that that they always usually overperform to their standards. I've been on those teams. That, yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah. You just start playing well, and then it's like, or it's just like you. <laughs> the teams that I've been on that are like that. You can't beat the top top teams, but the middle of the pack teams, you just feel so confident against them. Like this guy got a spot, and I did, and I almost didn't. You know, it's just yeah. kind of that extra edge that you have. Um, but one thing I did notice about like Paris, at least on social media and stuff, that I liked is like fire really coming into the role of being like the new guy on the block and be like dude i'm learning from classic and these guys like bro this is the play you know like he's just <laughs> yeah. been super hyped and shit so i think that's uh or tweeting out about his teammates saying like he's just hyped about it so that shit's dope um i don't know i that's a question mark for me uh if trey was here i'd, I'd go royal ravens but learning that just now i'm gonna go paris because being in europe playing on a and a or server, you're just gonna get clapped, bro. That's tough. Yeah, like, yeah you're, that's tough you're just gonna get clapped, bro. <laughs> uh, all right, next match: Toronto Ultra versus Minnesota Rocker. Um, Austin, you can go first in this one. Um, I think both teams are actually pretty good. I think they're um at least middle of the pack teams. I think this is gonna be a close match, but I'm gonna lean towards Minnesota probably because I feel like Toronto had. A period there where a lot of their players like went back weeks. to like Europe. Yeah. yeah. So they missed out on a lot of practice. Yeah. And obviously I'm I'm rooming with Lamar, so I know they're they've been going hard as fuck. Like they've been playing every day, going to Ravad and stuff like that. And I've played against both teams. They're both like I said, pretty good, at least middle of the pack, if not better. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna leave Minnesota, but I'm gonna say like three two. Okay. Close. John? Uh I'm gonna go three one Minnesota. Uh, for a lot of those same reasons, I just feel like if you miss weeks of practice early in the game before before tournament matches actually have happened, they're just gonna put you at a giant disadvantage. So I'm gonna go with Minnesota. I just think that they have a strong uh, core and they should be able to win this match. Yeah. So there's like, uh, I mean, obviously there's advantages on like both sides, like Toronto Ultra having have that that chem from like year one and stuff, and like already knowing how that they perform in a a high pressure match or like an actual match. So that's a little bit to their side. And then Minnesota Rocker having had more practice. Um, it's a tough one to call for me. I see somebody in the chat saying this might be the series of the tournament. And it very well could be. Like I'd agree. I watched uh, Zinni came here and scrimmed for my setup for a bit. And I was watching them play. And they were really impressive. Like, I, I like the way they play the game. And, you know, like Cammy and Kleenex are both, fit, like, nasty, bro. So yeah, I think it'll be super close. I think it'll go game five. Um... I'm gonna give it to Ultra. I'm gonna give them the match. I'm gonna give it to Ultra. I think that uh, they'll they'll take it, but we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way as well. I think it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. All right. Uh, do, do, do. All right. And obviously, you you do, you don't want to weigh in on this one, uh, but me and John will Optic Chicago <laughs> versus LA Thieves. Um, what from what I've heard is Chicago Optic has been what Envoy said last podcast is they've been scrimming a lot of search. And they've been playing a lot of AM teams, and he thinks that it's the best way to practice. 
Um, I agree. And I know I thought that it was an interesting take. I thought that uh, you know, that that's that's good. Um, so I think they're gonna be like really prepared coming into it. Um, I haven't seen you guys at all. So like, and I'm assuming you guys are nasty. So I, I don't know which way to go. I, I think I'm gonna lean optic right now just because I've been watching them play and they've had their way with a few teams from what I've seen. Um, I watched them play, uh, what was it, LAG, and they smoked them. I know that you guys just scrimmed. I didn't get a chance to, to see that, but I'm going to lean towards Optic for this one, 3-1. Uh, uh, Optic just beat you guys in most of the maps in that scrim, right? So I'm going to go with did Optic. today, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you guys get thunderclapped today. This is actually so the first day they Optic. did beat us, though. I've seen a lot of fans throwing out there that they beat us every time. That's <laughs> false. Very false. But they did beat us today. <laughs> All right, well, so, <laughs> I mean, what have you done for me lately? So, Optic's better that's, right now. That's fair, that's fair. So you guys got thunderclapped. I'm going with, I'm going with, uh, Brucey. He's gotta, <laughs> he's gotta be, he's gotta beat you guys. Like, he just has to, you benched him. Bruce is gonna come back, dude, and just absolutely slay. Yo, I can't wait for this to be clipped in a montage, bro, and just, <laughs> us just looking like idiots. No, but, uh, I think it'll be a, a sick match, and there's a reason it's, like, the prime time last match of the kickoff weekend for the one-year anniversary. Optic versus, you know, 100 Thieves, or LA Thieves, excuse me. Nature versus Hex, you know. You going up against those guys again, like you versus Formal and 4v4. It's just lit, bro. So it's going to yeah. be dope. And Ooh. and uh, you, like, that's a match that you, both teams are going to be going a million percent, right? Because we don't know if we'll see this matchup again. You guys are going 100%. That's oh, no, like I said, people are going to be going hard. Like, I'm taking this as, like, a learning experience. So we're going to go into it like it's a match that matters. Yeah. So we're playing that way, and so we can address issues that may arise. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if our comms get too frantic, like we can we can fix that right away before stuff actually matters. What's dope is that like this match. When you look at all these matches, aside from like Mutineers phase, like this looks like a realistic like finals matchup that can happen. You know, right now. So yeah, it yeah. it's just like, yo, this might actually be like a finals matchup we're seeing right now. So it's this shit's gonna be lit for sure. What were you gonna say, John? I know it's a. I mean, since we were talking about Optic Chicago, just a random quick thought. Uh, we don't have to go into it too much because I already know you prefer 44. But Dylan Envoy was on our last episode of the podcast and he said 5v5 CODs take more teamwork. Like he actually preferred yeah, hard disagree to, with that one. to this to this COD. Takes more teamwork? Takes more teamwork and like just, just basically he thinks the games are better. Like the teams, like you needed to be a better team. He thought it was like harder. He thought it was like harder. Yeah, like harder, like, harder CODs more than difficult. these CODs. I guess it's easier. Thoughts? Uh, that's a hard disagree. I think five yeah, v five, like especially MW man. Like I don't think there was like obviously there was teamwork to it. Like I'm not gonna say there was none, but like that game especially, like you could just do any like you could make any play on the map and it could really work out. Like you can do that in four v four too if you win the gunfights, right? But like it, it just it was even more like amplified in that game. Like I feel like there was a lot of teamwork in Bops four. Like, I think Bops 4 was actually, like, super teamwork heavy because of, like, the 150 in stim. Like, you had to trade kills. You had to wait for each other and stuff like that. But 4v4 is just, like, you have to be on the same page. The game slows down a little bit. Like, kills, like, kills still matter, but the way your team plays the game is so important. Like, so how you but, respond to certain things on the map, right? It has to yeah, be consistent, exactly. right? And when it's consistent yeah. in 4v4... You can like do a play and then it, it happens like every single map. You're like, this is how we react to this play. If this yeah. goes wrong, this is why we lost this hill. Like in 5v5, I think what he's referring to are like 
situationally the little plays on the map where you have like a guy with you okay all right yo me and you let's go here let's push this and chow this guy you know what i mean like and it's yeah. not it's not consistent because those situations don't arise on every single map and yeah that takes teamwork and stuff but i don't know it's just not the same as 4v4 when there's like a consistent response hill to hill on what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to break it every time and you know why it went wrong every time whereas in like yeah, 5v5 mean... there's just that added element of flickiness <laughs> It kind of also depends on how you define teamwork. Like, yeah. bro, in 44 oh, yeah. D, like, they, we never used to f- just four hit something. Like, bro, yeah. in 5v5 SND, you were legit. AW, a- w, yeah, but that's not COD, bro. AW, yeah, I mean, World War II and stuff like that, like, you might go three to a site, but usually you weren't just, like, four running But that was like a play, like, that was like, yo, let's yeah. just fuck it. Let's three hit A on yeah. Ardennes, you know? Like, exactly, smoke it like, out, push it. Like, it was like, Let's fight ourselves know. out of the trap. I think it just depends on how you define teamwork. I just think 4v4, yeah, like, you can't argue that 4v4 is just, it's not only better to play, it's more consistent. It's yeah. like, it's Controllable. just. Controllable. It, yeah, it's way more controlled and just, it's better to watch, dude. Like, 5v5 watching it, bro, in MW, like, I, I would get lost sometimes watching. And I'm a pro player. <laughs> dude, it was crazy. <laughs> you know what bro. I mean? Like, imagine the average person sitting down, like, just watching it, like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, your role is, like, there's so many different things that I wish we would have expanded on our talk with him about it, but, like, your role is more defined in 4v4. It's like, you know what you're supposed to do, like, the mini-map, like, filling in certain gaps, like, it's just so much easier, bro, to be, like, impactful and and know what to do on a team. And, like, yeah, that might be individually, like, easier to figure out as a player, but teamwork-wise, like, I feel like you can form a way better play style and and formula to win. He had to be only talking about Bops 4. Because Bob's yeah, 4, maybe, I will yeah. give it to him, did require a lot of teamwork. <laughs> but, you know, a game yeah, took a lot of teamwork, both. dude. I wonder if anyone's going to agree with him, if any other pros are going to come in and agree with him on the 5 <laughs> pick. You know what game but actually right. took a lot of teamwork, bro? IW, man. I think that game no, took I, a yeah, lot of teamwork, IW, bro. bro, I gave that game a lot of crap on Twitter yeah. all year long. If you, if anyone remembers, I was <laughs> roasting the fuck out of that game it all year long. It did. But I will give it to him at the end. It was not that bad. It was a when good the spawns game, got updated, when the meta changed, and it was like yeah. you know one MV4, a K bar, and like two ERADs, or you know something like that, the game was not that bad at the end. Not at all, dude. To what we had at the beginning. It was I like, think. go ahead. God, and I was gonna say I was on record the whole time saying that game was better than AW, and people were calling absolutely. Me crazy. I, thought, I, would agree. I, I, I would thought AW agree. was a terrible COD. Like, yeah, dude, literally no thought process whatsoever. You never even had to play. You literally didn't have to play with your teammates. Yeah, you yeah. show up to the tournament and be like, "All right, hit your shots." We Bro, did we, that. We, we didn't, didn't play. My <laughs> team didn't play. Wait, let me <laughs> tell you guys something hilarious, dude. So the worst team that I've been on in my career, and you know, it wasn't anybody's fault. We were just asked. Was the TK team I was on in AW, right? Like when my NB team yeah. failed or whatever. We got thunderclap like four tournaments in a row, like 12th, 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 8th, whatever, right? And this was when we like had like the back-to-back like London, like Gfinity events or whatever. And I remember we went to one and we got 12th for like the fourth time or whatever. We were like, dude, fuck this. Let's not stress and argue. Let's literally not scrim for three weeks. We didn't scrim for three weeks. We went to the next tournament. It was UMG Ontario or a Cali or UMG event. We got top six, our best placing as a team outside of X Games. And we were like, there's no fucking way. We just actually didn't scrim for two weeks and got top six. That's a true story. A true story. We didn't scrim one time for two weeks. I mean, well, to this day, uh, to this day, sorry, just to to finish the statement. To this day, whenever somebody says AW was a good COD, I just think back to that and I go, it was not a good COD. Bro, 
that. My freaking AW team at the end, I was in school in a class called Mechatronics. I was in lab probably 12 hours a day. Like, no <laughs> joke. We did not scrim the game. And we showed up to Worlds, easily got second, easily, and beat Opticon Retreat Hardpoint game one. We all dropped 40, all four of wow. us. Like, bro, nobody had beaten Opticon Retreat Hardpoint. I don't think anyone beat them on yeah, the they were, yeah, they, they, they were so good at that map. And we beat them. We didn't scrim the game. Like, no joke. We were not playing. I just showed up to the event. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I can't play. Like, I wish I could. I was like, we could just show up and see what happens. Like, and we got second. What like I chalk ease. it up to, bro, like, don't is worry, like... Baby, just don't get ish-ish. Yeah, <laughs> don't get ish-ish. What I chalk it up to, though, for me and the team that I was on was like, dude, we just had to forget how to play COD. So, like, when we got on, like, we just played whatever and just child shit. And then we yeah. ended up placing way better, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude. Wait, like, Optic won, what, what was it, the first European Gfinity when someone couldn't go? I can't, I can't remember Enable which... went and Karma couldn't go. Yeah, like, no practice whatsoever. Won both events. Like, yeah. the fact that you don't have to practice, and people say it's fun. All right, fine. It was fun to like shoot. It was, it was fun. To, fun yeah. It was fun to shoot, but the game itself just did not play out well to me. It just didn't. Like, there's no strategy whatsoever. I don't know. SD I just was didn't the worst like SD that we've ever had, where you just literally run together. Yeah, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> come Snipers on. were godlike in that game, bro. Dude. At one point, everyone was running overkill snipers. Yeah, everyone. Everyone. All eight people on the map. I don't know, man. There was just certain people like that you would shoot at and they would just dash away from you. You had no chance. Like, dude, I literally I think, don't think I, I won a gunfight against Hook for an entire year. We would play him and be like, run away. Like, like Optic and FaZe, obviously the two like most popular brands in COD. And there was a consistent rivalry where both of those teams were winning events like yeah. the entire year. Yeah. And so like looking back, the fans obviously loved watching their favorite teams win. And so looking back, like they have this like I mean, from my opinion, it's delusional, but like yeah, from their kinda... opinion, that game was like just incredible to watch. Maybe well, it was the favorite really players. Were it God -like, that was the best year. So Black Ops 3 to anyone with like a brain was by far the best Jetpack game. Yeah, like, I don't know how even argue. I, I the best game. But yeah. the actual Black Ops 3 season was the worst was not of good, the yeah. entire three years. AW season was amazing. Can you imagine? Like, holy crap. There were so many tournaments. Like it felt like every I two to three screwed, weeks of the tournament. Bro. Yeah, well, that was my worst game ever. Like, 800 <laughs> tournaments. But yeah, like you said, it's just watching... If you're an Optic fan, how do you not love that year? Like, they were, oh they God, were amazing dude. at that game. Dude, AW aged years to my life, dude. Probably yours too, John. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I was, like, questioning myself. Like, I was like, dude, how did I go from being, like, on the best team or one of the best teams to this, this shit? Especially coming from a ghost where there's, like, strategy, there's smokes strong arm stuns like oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff you could actually do in ghost especially in snd yeah they're going they're going to aw was like 180 um... dude <laughs> dude cod has these just spastic 180 flips in gameplay from year to year it's so wild man like we need a it'd be awesome to have like something consistent because i think it is awesome that we have a new game every year it just adds an element of hype but it'd be awesome to have like some consistency to it from game to game i guess yeah so i hope we can like get maps or something that's another talk for another day um, I saw something in the chat earlier about GAs, and you know, I actually have a, a great question for you guys. If there, if we rewound time, um, what is something that was allowed in a previous COD in the modern era that would be GA now in our current community? Strong arm stuns. You think so? Those were sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude, you could smoke this out from spawn. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I would but say like, I don't know. 
Maybe. I, I could maybe see that one going. But, like, the smokes in that game, I feel like, weren't as crazy as they are yeah, nowadays. Yeah, they're just insane. They're, the smokes in this nah, game they're, they're are good. ridiculous. They were bro. good, but, like, did you ever run through a smoke and, like, use it to camera people in that game? No, you would like run through smoke through just to hide, bro. Yeah, like, you would plant yeah, the bomb I mean, under them. You're supposed to smoke the cross. Like, like Octane, you were smoking the yeah. cross. Like, you weren't using it to camera entry. You know what I mean? Like, it's just mm. completely different now. I think that the gameplay is just different also. So so say there was advanced movement in Ghosts. You probably could camera through those things. Oh, yeah, maybe. So yeah. you probably could slide cancel through it. You just, yeah. that just wasn't a thing. Oh, Afterburner. That'd be GA'd 100%. I, I mean, about maybe. That. Maybe. Um, uh, the one thing I would say is probably the Shiva. Even though that was like a soft GA. Yeah, it was soft GA. But because yeah. we agreed to I abandon think, and ban protect. But what was the... Yeah, most of the time. What I'm trying to think of like the difference between nowadays and then was even though we knew things were kind of broken they always made it to a tournament i think before it was ga'd if that makes sense so like everyone knew like cat 40s were broken but they got to at least they got to a tournament dual b3rds yeah. were used at champ rambo was running around not even using his gun at, yeah. at champs like yeah, <laughs> i think that nowadays things are just like you guys are just like no it's not happening or we're using yeah. this and they never reaches a tournament well I mean, you got to think about too, like, two for how long? Most of the game, GAs didn't start until I would say AW. No, Black Ops was... Three we had GAs. We had soft we had, GAs. No, AWs Black Ops before that though. Black, no, Black Ops Two we had GAs. It yeah, just we had GAs time. and Black Ops Three too. But they actually got banned. No, but Black uh, Ops Three things didn't get banned. We had GAs. Like we agreed. Uh, to... AW was before that. AW was before that though. Oh. Okay. So like, hey, you remember the beginning of AW? This is why GAs came about. I remember because I was like, if Pat was the one like leading the charge, I'm pretty sure. We played, no joke, a loser's finals where every single life you had it cloak. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was stim and invisibility stim and, cloak. and hover and AW. You remember arguing and with Rambo about that? Rambo oh, Ray said that they were good and competitive. Yeah, bro. He's like, bro, tell me why Stim's bad. Tell me why Stim's bad. <laughs> Dude, Stim was the invisibility. I played against Rick, Haggy, Legal, and Lace, I think, in Losers Finals. And they didn't agree to it. This is when GAs first came about. We played a Losers Finals in AW where every life, you were invisible. Spears. It's 100% Fears. Wow. Oh, it's Fears, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's Fears, crazy. Maybe not later. Camo was brawling in that game, bro. Even the bro, character was hard to shoot. That's when GA started because we were like, bro, what are we playing? This is before specials is even a thing in COD. Like, we've never seen invisibility, kinetic, heat wave, like, nothing like that. And so we're like, dude, we got it. Like, there's no way the devs are trying to make this play with invisibility every life. Like, yeah. no shot. So, like, oh, yeah, on. there's certain things like IW camo, this guy in the chat says, that would have been GA'd instantly. Even that character was just OP to I shoot. I don't think so. I don't, I think, I don't it think so either. Not after Black Ops 3. Like the the, bro, that why character too, was hard as hell to shoot, bro. I don't know. The back shield was just ridiculous. The back shield, maybe. But, like, the invisibility. So the reason why I don't think it would is because, well, first off, most of the people playing back then are still playing art at least a decent amount. Like I was involved in the conversations in too. And bro, invisibility in those games, you could play around. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you knew when the guy had camo, you could pull out an EMP, you could stun, you could play a certain way to beat it. Same with heat wave, like an S and D when you knew a guy had heat wave, yeah, you didn't John. four run at something. You didn't, you, yeah, you'd, you'd bait it out or you'd do something. Yeah, like, you don't just was run a, at it, John. It was, it was, exactly. it wasn't the worst thing ever. It was, those weren't too bad. Like, yeah, I think Heatwave was the most abusive, but then when they put in the nerf where you could Heatwave your teammates, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Before, when you could just jump in with your team, that was the most broken crap ever. 
Yeah. yeah. And there was um, always a way to track it. Like there's always a way to play around it. Like we had strats like legit when we had heat wave and when they had heat wave, we'd run certain that's things. True. I mean, so, all right. So what is one thing that would absolutely be GA though? Like stopping stuns. power. Stuns on AW. Oh, stuns, stuns on, on AW. AW. Yeah. I have a skip right yeah. blind. Yeah. Those probably would be gone. You can't do anything about it. Run a trophy. It doesn't work. Dog. Did, you guys, nah, yeah, those, yeah. <laughs> did you guys ever see my IRL skit of getting stunned by JCap where I went blind? On my I YouTube. probably have at some hilarious, point. Bro. I'm walking with a cane. He stuns me. and Because Cap was... Cap in Ghost and AW was different with stuns, dude. Yeah, and Ghost Vector. Cool. Someone said that in chat. The Ghost Vector, that might be a good one. Maybe. You'd have no gun. That game, yeah, that game didn't yeah, have any other gun. No, but certain things, I think the... Um, I don't know. Would we have GA'd Smokes in Ghost? Because people started running no, like two... No, well, no, no, no. no hold on, hold on. In respawn, may, maybe because at the end of the game, we started to use like two or three smokes and respawns, and it was really toxic. So, the reason why I would say no is because there was first off, there was a thermal that you could flip to a red dot, but incog if, was like so regular. So, so, if you ran incog though, that took three you plus, yeah, you stun have, nades, yeah, yeah. You didn't have, yeah, so stun nades. And if you ran a trophy, you had it every life. Yeah, like it was right. a tactical, not like a whatever it is now, where it's on yeah. a cooldown. Right. So there were ways to play around it. Like in respawn now, the reason why we get rid of smokes usually is because, well, obviously in this game there's one way smokes and stuff like that. But there's no trophy system every life. Like on a hill, you might not have a trophy. And what do you do about that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's no way to play around it at that point. It's yeah. just the smoke is landing. Was there like, hmm, do you think? Going back to, if you think about like Black Ops 4, there's something that could have been done to the SOG because it was godlike, dude. Dude, at the, the end, end of the game, we should have, oh I, I feel God, like, do you think there should have, like, looking back at it, do you think that maybe you guys should have done something about that? Because it was so ugly, dude. <sighs> Bro, I don't know. See, I think, okay, this is a question for you guys. Well, you guys are actually, you guys are probably think the same way I do. I think the weapon metas in COD lately are backwards. I think the su the subs having strafe and the ARs being stuck in the mud. The AR should have the times. crazy strafe. Yeah, yes, the, the AR should be able to move left sense. and right and walk like, into why break are hills. you moving faster than me and then moving faster than me aimed in and Dude, then it bro. makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. When you shoot a Craig in this game, you are legit. Your concrete grew around your feet. You can't move. Bro, back in like, the day over. in Black Ops 2, the reason the meta was so good and and dude, and Patty P, me and him have talked about this plenty of times cuz I agree I it just should be a sub should pull up instantly, right? Like a sub yeah. should be able to sprint around the map, pull up instantly, and fucking gun your shit instantly. Like and you should be able to come, you yeah, should be able yeah, to yeah. come out of sprint with a sub. Because I remember in Black Ops Two being able to just run into you know kitchen with a with a MSMC, pull my gun up, and win the gunfight, right? And as an AR, I should be able to get to a position and straight fast, right? To be able to kill a guy yeah. and like I'm just thinking of raid, kill a guy and and you know art doors and then strafe and look at water real quick and kill the next guy. Like you should be able to strafe to get out of gunfights, and that would create such a good meta, like dexterity on subs and just strafe speed mm -hmm. on ARs. Like it creates that separation and it adds a major, major, major skill gap to ARs. Like not every AR is going to be able to. To strafe and win his gunfights consistently like that it makes it like, harder you're gonna get to shoot it, it does make it harder to shoot yeah it's on all connect the only thing that i would ask if they did that was to make the best guns in the game not absolute laser beams because then that would yeah. be you yeah. can see how that would easily become op but like like strafing burst guns it was like that was a talent like there's good, a reason yeah. why people were winning those gunfights consistently like you have to 100%. play it correctly you have to be positioned we used correctly to have battles that. 
like AR battles on maps. Like it, as an yeah, AR, both of you guys ran ARs at times. You used to literally have like AR battles, like strafing left and right, and like you would out strafe him and gun his shit. But now, if there's an AR in a heady watching his flank, if you try to, it's really difficult to gun that AR out of the position because you can't strafe out on your L trigger. You know what I mean? So like that to me is like a a big thing COD's missing. So yeah, Dude. I totally agree with you, man. It's so crazy because with slides, like with yeah. aggressive slides Dude, everywhere. Like it's so crazy because I mean I've started playing in Bops too. I started playing respawn and like just getting like into it. I learned about it at that point pretty much. And I remember back in the day you used to go top art or top laundry every life pretty much with an AR. Yeah. And you would be in a strafe gunfight, and sometimes yeah. each player would shoot their full clip and not kill the other guy. Like legit because you're strafing back and forth. In this game, if you go top or top, I don't even go up there half the time because it's literally as soon as you go up there, whoever hits the first five beamed. bullets, that's it. It's out. Yeah, you just get beamed. Like, you know instantly. what gunfight's different too now is the kitchen to to art gunfight or to zig gunfight, dude. Yeah. You know how like uh like when you're going or kitchen like beat you there, bro. When yeah. you come from art now, you literally have no chance. Like because the guy just beat you there, you just get fucking smoked instantly. Before you used to be able to like strafe out and, and like gun him if you hit better shots. I don't yeah. know. I just think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, it has it backwards. I don't know why I did that. It is. It's legit backwards. And that's kind of the same thing with the SOG that you were talking about. So I don't know if we could have fixed it, but the SOG had a super strafe. It was obviously fast, everything like that, but the sub had a super strafe. It was really good. And then, like, the ICR was metal boots. You couldn't, like, pre aim nothing. Like, as soon as you aimed in, you can't move. Yeah. It's just Crazy. weird now how like it's it's gone backwards from what what I know and like what we know. You know, it was different in packs because the ARs could just be vertical and like beam you across the map, so it didn't feel as crazy. You know, like when you had an NV4. Yeah. I don't know. So I think they maybe just but like it, I don't know change. Even even then in Black Ops Three, the AR strafed. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you could do you could do all that same stuff. The AR still strafed. Uh, Did definitely the NV4? In AW, they are strafed, even though you could just dash around. What's up? Did the NV4 strafe like crazy? I don't think it did. It had know. a decent strafe. It had a decent, but that was like one of those yeah. games where there wasn't like cover, right? That's the one thing about IW maps. There wasn't cover, so you weren't really just strafing around. You mostly just you were like flying around, you were, like L flying around. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That was a good discussion. Um, okay. So what <laughs> else do I have up here to talk about? Uh, we have a few other things. Um, so moving on. Uh, so I don't know if you saw this post, Austin, about where is it? It was okay. So Charlie Intel tweeted out um, in an interview with Screen Rant, Johanna Ferries, head of leagues at Activision Blizzard, says that they're wor working to incorporate Warzone into their competitive plans and more info is coming soon. Um, did you see this? One and two, like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think we maybe lose a couple players uh, to Warzone if they form it into like a, a league type situation? Like Blast. I mean, he's the first one to really do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if we'll lose like maybe some of the players that like the fin fringe players like on the edge. Like I think we're seeing was obviously in Challenger. He's been yeah. like pro before. He's been like on that like teetering on the edge pretty much. So it was a good decision. Like in his mind, a good decision to go streaming because I'm pretty sure stream has been pretty big before. He's doing well. He's, he's, he's done the, yeah, guys. He's done well in the war zone. So I don't know though, man. Like I think it could be a good thing. Like if it helps somehow attract more eyes to like. The CDL and stuff like that, because obviously the Warzone scene is really big. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of like uh, the private match Warzone stuff. Like I think even today with the Twitch rivals, it a lot was of hackers not, like, in it today, man. 
Yeah, I mean, even then, like, even if there's no hackers, if you have a, a hundred pro lobby, everyone's camping until the final yeah, circle. It's all Bertha's. I mean, like, let's say it. Let's let's get yeah, it. It's whack. It's whack. <laughs> it was like, all remember, big Bertha's today. Oh, do you remember when H1Z1 was lit and they finally yeah. had a big tournament and it was like all the pro teams and everyone was watching it like on TV or something? Oh, yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you it was lit. that. Yeah, and then we watched it and we're like, Damn, this shit's kind of trash. It gets rid of the whole fun of the of the game. Yeah, have competitive battle royale. The whole point is run around, kill average players. Yeah. As soon as you're trading in Warzone, it's I over. think it could be kind of. <laughs> I think it could be kind of cool. Um, the private match thing. I mean, we've had cool private match Warzone things. Like if you think about last year when the pros would play it, obviously they were half serious. You know, some took it really serious, and it was really entertaining. One, and you know. Towards the end, it became pretty sick. I just think like live watching a full game is a bit tough. But like if you speed up the game, because I play a lot of Warzone. If you speed up yeah. Warzone and you make the circles go a little bit faster and, you know, you do something maybe to, you know, loadouts, make it only ground loot or something like that. I think it could be really sick, dude. I just think it needs a couple tweaks and some settings available in private match. I think it could be really sick. And you I need actually to come up with like a, a certain rule set too. Yeah. Like, to like where kills matter. Bro. Well, something I, I think they usually do have that the problem is you don't want to change it from what it is like so that's you're already you guys are already thinking like this super competitive mindset where it's like all right we gotta fix this fix this fix that but the whole point is to have it be the same thing that people get well, on no and play. no so not necessarily no not necessarily because you can have a mini royale where the circles a bit faster and it could be all the same traditional things that you you get in an actual war zone it's just a faster lobby with you know faster circles and you know being able to control the circles so like competitively you know whoever's the admin is is just going to make sure that it doesn't end top dammer in like a really corny spot right and obviously the players don't know this but they know that it's not going to end in a really corny spot just make it competitive right so it could still traditionally be like the same thing you're playing in a pub for the most part in terms of like the you know economics of the game of getting a loadout and dropping grabbing bounties and shit like that so i think it could be really cool i don't think it's it sways it it, it has to sway that much from Pubs, I don't know. I just see. I mean, whatever. It's, it is what it is. I just think there would also always need to be less people on the map too. Like, like you said, the mini thing. But just it can't be a hundred people running around like it was today. Yeah, that's that's it made trash. it so. Like when he, people were just ending up laying in bushes, half like more than half the time <laughs> just waiting. Yeah. Like, all right. This is this is not exhilarating. Imagine at all. like but, imagine like <laughs> heats, right? Like imagine like four different heats of of groups of players, and it's like trios or something. And you have like 30 players in a lobby in a 15 minute mini Royale, right? And I think that'd be dope personally. Oh, we'll see. I think we could lose some players to it, the fringe players moving over. Possible, yeah. I thought it was interesting to talk about because that's the first time I heard of that. I think we got to wait for like more news to see what they're actually doing with it. Like, if there's like an actual big league, because I know like uh, 100T signed like Tommy rated, like they have some Warzone players there. So there yeah. must be. They must be planning something, right? Well, she said like, she said there are plans to bring Warzone to Call of Duty League, and we're excited to announce those plans in the coming weeks and months. We've been yeah. closely monitoring the introduction and wild popularity of Warzone since last spring. We did bring in Warzone-related content with our pros last season, but we've taken the offseason to think bigger and what a more structured investment could look like. So we could have two COD leagues, bro. Yeah. I mean, it could be good. Like That's what I'm saying. Like If they good. bring in those big guys like... Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman, and stuff like that, just to get, like, it's the CDL Warzone or something like that. But, like, maybe some of those viewers transfer over and then watch us. Like, it could be a good thing. Yeah, but things, I don't think it would be those big guys. So, like, I nah, think... I it, don't think it would either, but... I, yeah. 
It could be depends the on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it pro- probably. Anyways, all right, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, let's see what we got. Um, really, nothing much else. Uh, I saw the prize pool got broken down. Um, maybe give me a little bit of your thoughts on that. It looks like uh, the majors are 200k for first. Um, what's playoffs? What is it? Or champs? 2.5 or something? Yeah, 2.5. Five pool. majors, right? For 500 each, and then yeah, one for 2.5. Pretty dope, bro. Is I mean, last year, what did you get from winning? Yeah. You got 12k each for winning last year. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm I'm hyped about. It. I think the the way they're structuring it this year is definitely they're off to the right foot. Like every team is at every. Um, yeah. Well, maybe not necessarily at the major. I don't know how it works. I think like. Actually, wait, there are, right? Six yeah. teams are in winners, six teams are losers? Okay, yeah. But, like, we play, like, in pools first. Like, six teams in each pool. Yeah, I'm And then you move right on now. to the bracket of the major. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of like the way they're doing that, because last year, it seemed like an okay idea at first, so you weren't making every team play, like, you know, every weekend. But when we actually were there and you weren't at an event, it was just kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. It was, so, it was okay with the original plan. Where yeah. everyone was flying it all the time, it like gave you a break. But online, you guys didn't need a break. It just made it kind of corny. Like okay. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and then lastly, I am so excited to say, after every episode talking Ooh. about it, that ranked play is coming, baby. And whether time. that will be ruined by hackers or not, at least we'll have it. And yeah. that is I mean, Liddy, baby. Let's go. Yeah, let's, so let's let's go let's go positive. Like the hackers are gonna be there. Get over it. I think most of the time you're not gonna be in a game with a hacker. They need anti cheat. They need anti cheat. We know. Baby steps. Finally, I think are they doing preset classes or something like that? Maybe. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. that's also good too. Just honestly, so you don't have uh, someone in like using RPGs and stuff in your yeah. play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For like the high level, whatever you elo or whatever it is that you get to, it won't matter. But for the lower level people that gives them actual chance to play the game yeah hopefully it's like kind of like world war ii where when you were high enough rank you got on and you could play like eights yeah without actual eights going on you know like you just queue up and like you know there's like five or six pros and then a few top ams yeah i think it'll be good yeah so i mean i'm i'm all for it man even with no anti-cheat like obviously we all want that but let's like eight out of ten games if you don't have a hacker like it's better than just not having anything to play you know I feel like pros, it. you guys, should have it, the ability to flag an account and it should be instantly reviewed by somebody at Activision, right? That would be incredible. How many people are, are pros really going to flag? Like anybody who makes it to, like anybody who has a pro badge, let's just say they give every single pro like a pro badge and they play ranked. If somebody is that high of a rank and a pro suspects them of cheating, then they might be fucking cheating, right? Because they're they're, su- they're super high rank and they're gunning pros consistently. So I feel like you guys should have the ability to do that. I think it would create for like a better ecosystem when it gets towards the higher ranks, like the big streamers or the big pros yeah. that are high ranks. Um, I think it's something that would help a lot because if we're not gonna have an anti cheat, there just needs to be a way to uh, to get them out of here. To get them out of here. We'll talk about that yeah. when we cross that bridge. But I just think having ranked is awesome. It's cool too because now that we're on PC, like everybody will have a mic. And I was talking to Hastro about this uh, yesterday, like solo queue could do so much for, for COD, like just being able to hop on, like make some friends, grind and play, dude. Yeah. I'm going to be on that shit all day, every 100%, day. Man, like, I can just uh, get on the COD and actually play COD. I haven't been able to do that for yeah. so long. Dude, like, like that, like it just brings me back to like when I was first getting into it, man, like 
H3, like, bro, just getting on and being able to rank up and play with people and just get into a game without mm-hmm. needing a team and stuff like that stuff is so addicting and so much fun. Like, and we, I feel like we're just missing out on something like that nowadays. Like, I there's know. There's no, like, outside of, like, maybe Valorant or games like that on the PC, like, there's no, like, good, I mean, we're not on console anymore, but there's no, like, Call of Duty, Halo, like, you know, those games we came up playing all the time, like, yeah. ranked playlist. Yeah. yeah I agree, and man. You're, just, you're inevitably missing out on new, on new players, like, right? That's yeah. how I started playing Halo that you, now that you Same. say it. I just yeah. got on and played by myself. I didn't know anyone. Yeah, I just got on yeah. and played, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is awesome." This Dude, is and then you realize like how you, good like, you actually are, yeah, like, and then you get better. I'm, and I'm kind of trash. Let me get yeah, better. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> just constantly grinding towards something and like using your competitive spirit day in and day out. Like getting out and playing Valorant rank and stuff like that is fun as hell, man. Seeing your rank go up, like, yo, I'm gonna get to Immortal one day, bro. I'm gonna get yeah. to Radiant one day. Like that shit's dope. I hope COD COD's rank play is like respectable. And like the ranks are like hard to move up. So it's like something like I want to be like, it'll make streaming so much more fun. And this is like such a little thing, but I feel like it would help so much if they gave you like something like, let's say a season goes by and you're in the S tier or whatever, like a mortal rank or, you know, you know what I mean? Like the highest rank and you get a camo. Or a you get dope camo, <laughs> like yeah, something like something sick. that's like yo, when, that no one else can get. Yeah, like, like a, a dark matter type like, camo. Yo, like, sick, exactly. Like that type of stuff would get people interested. Like, dude, I want that. Oh, Give me a reactive. Season, I get it. <laughs> dark matter camo, like black and gold, like going yeah, crazy, something, like bro. something sick, like that. Because that's harder yeah. than getting dark matter playing zombies or whatever it is yeah being uh, I mean, it's like 100 percent true i mean you, you think that it would be need to be something big and it really doesn't like people love getting to like global on cs just to have the little icon mm-hmm. you wanted to have a 50 on on halo it doesn't change anything but just having it you're like oh sh- this guy's 50s and people can see it on your profile or whatever it may be all right this guy's the truth something to work That's towards no, man yeah, like even like h3 so. bro like what was the arm like hayabusa armor or something yeah you know what i'm talking about the like, that stuff yeah. yeah that stuff was so sick like and nobody had it unless you did all the achievements yeah and like it just gives you something to work towards and it's it's a hard goal to achieve but once you achieve it you're like yo i'm one of the few people that got this shit mm-hmm. like it's just, it's so cool and i just feel like they they could take advantage of that big facts well, all right, guys. Uh, it's been a beautiful podcast. Let's get the call-ins going now. Yeah. Um, we basically hit everything. Uh, let's go. Once again, guys, this podcast is fueled by XP Sports. You guys can find it at your local Walmart or xpsports.com. Use code CODCAST for 30% off. It's wonderful, man. Gummies, energy drinks, yes, powder. What's up? And we got our first call in here. Gersh, how's it going, my guy? Social media manager extraordinaire of the CODCAST. Yes, sir. Always good to be here. Nope. Uh, social media for podcast western now glad to oh, be there let's go uh yeah moving up and come up. your support especially over in the community regardless though i want to get to straight to it so slasher uh i posed a question on reddit the other day asking about why most ars are blamed for um for the gas and then you also had your whole clarification in the week following about the fact that it's more of a league thing uh you're not the one solely responsible so i wanted to ask you real quick why do you think that the media outlets and the general public targets you and i guess uh, accuracy as well specifically when it comes to the whole ga controversy hmm um i think it's like a multi like a multiple reasons uh years ago there was i i used to troll the time like slasher world league like it was it was basically a meme and i think yeah. people took that like obviously seriously 
And it's become a thing now where like actually people think I, I run the league and make the rules and stuff <laughs> like that. And when, and when I was clearly joking and like everyone was joking, like Maven World League, like slash world, like we were, it was a joke. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think now um, also a lot of other pro players have expressed, like I had a tweet about it where Awakening like on his stream said like all these slow old main ARs are making these rules and stuff like that. And like pro players say things even though that's not true, like, mm-hmm. and the community just runs with it. Like, as soon as they hear one thing, it's just taken and ran with. I will admit, I, I've had, like, a, a decent involvement in GAs, especially in the past. Not so much anymore. I kind of, like, I, I kind of take a backseat nowadays. Like, I give my input or, like, say, like, yeah, like, maybe the smokes are a little broken. What do you guys think? I don't mm-hmm. push things too much anymore. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just a lot of outspoken pros have thrown like old ARs or whatever under the bus, even though they've had a hand in voting as well. Like, like I said, everyone's voting. Like I go to my teammates. Yeah. We decide as a team, are we voting yes or no? So all mm-hmm. four of us are involved. We come up with an answer and that's the same for every other team. And then that's what it is. I got a quick follow up. Um, you said that it's because you're a, you're a vet, like you're making those decisions. And of course, people are coming to you. You're more experienced. Do you think yeah. guys like Awakening saying that is because they're less experienced with the way things work in the league? Um, potentially. Um, I think also, like, I think he tweeted at me or something saying that that's what his teammates told him. So maybe it could be information being passed incorrectly or something like that or just being exaggerated like for sure i i did have a vote in it my team voted on certain things like the high caliber barrel on the ak-74u we did vote i was a part of that but mm-hmm. so was every other pro player and to just sit there and throw it on like me and lamar is a bit ignorant in my opinion mm-hmm. um and yeah i i just think that's what it is got you all right well thank, thank you, you for the, gersh. The thank you gersh sure Always take it easy man you too peace Alrighty, let's get the next one in here. So chat. All right, Bilko. Oh, he's not in. Okay, never mind. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bilko. What up, dude? Hello. Hello. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Pretty doing good. good Wonderful. Doing well. Um, so this is going to be kind of a plug and a question at the same time. Um, so I don't know if you remember when Adam Abiso was on here, he gave out his email and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I took uh, advantage of that. Um, and I kind of just basically, I know Austin could probably relate to this. So I'm studying it like a form of engineering as well, where, you know, you need a break from your classes a lot of the time. Sure. <laughs> um, so I, I basically just, when I was sick of studying, I developed, um, basically like a schedule and a format for like the anticipation of the league expanding into 16 teams. Um, and also just, um, just like a a spreadsheet basically tracking each event that was significant. Um, and each, when each org has in the entire history, as well as each individual player. Um, and I know, Ant, you just renewed your contract with the CDL. Um, I don't know if you guys would need something like that from like the analyst side of things and the production side of things. Um, and then I know Austin, you're, you know, it's a slasher world league, you know, it's no joke. Um, but I don't know if you would think, you know, something along the lines when it goes to 16 teams would like a four divisional, uh, like format where it's like two conferences, four divisions, something similar to like the NFL, 
Um, if that would help create storylines and build like historical rivalries within the league, something like, you know, like the Steelers Browns, for example, that just happened. So um, I don't know if you think that would be beneficial or not. Oh, so you're talking sort of like um, you want to be in like planning for the league and like the format of the season stuff. So that's like league operations type work is what yeah, you're discussing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I think there's absolutely a place for that. Uh, those types of ideas and work. Um, I think it's something that you should definitely continue and expand on. And, you know, I see the chat going crazy and stuff, whatever, ignore what they're saying. I think you should uh, come up with ideas on what you think would work in COD and post it to Reddit um, and also post it on Twitter and stuff like that and give exposure. And if it's a good idea, somebody will will hit you up, man, and and talk to you about things. Uh, sounds you like you're really passionate about it. Across it. Yeah. For example, That's we had true. a guy come on here, um, Cartman COD, if you remember him, John, yeah, uh, I do. talking about analyst work. And he stuck to it. We told him to go to Reddit and do his thing. And he posted, he kept posting stuff to Reddit and he got a position at uh, somewhere uh, where he's now getting paid to some money to do what he loves to do. So um, just stick to it, man. Keep doing it. Work for free until you are no longer working for free. I know that that's advice people say don't do, but I think it works in esports. So, yeah, what do you guys think about the idea, though? Do you guys think divisions would be. What do you think? Um, I'm not sure how I feel. Um, no, I, think I don't that like it. It needs to be more fleshed out first. Like I think, and by that I mean like the teams need to be established for longer before you come up with divisions. Like uh, the reason divisions even exist in those sports is it's a regional thing. Yeah, need more teams, yeah. dude. We need, I, more, I need teams. more teams. And I don't even think people stick around. Like I feel like the rivalries in COD are not obviously they're not location based. They're gonna be based off you guys, and you yeah. need to stick with teams a lot longer than they do before that even becomes. A, a talking point well think about head. it one thing that holds some sports back because i remember i used to think like that like divisions would be sick but that holds some sports back like some teams in certain markets have not as many fans as like a new york la or whatever market the other teams are in right like like look at basketball there's some teams that like in in baseball and so there's teams that don't even fill up their stadium depending on who they're playing you know what i mean so i don't know i, I don't know if i agree with that i think i kind of like uh not having divisions <laughs> and just having everybody play everybody so that you get exposure, you know, like say optics, the biggest brand in COD. Like I want optics to play against all the teams, you know, and to help them yeah. gain fans everywhere. Yeah. I still think that in, in divisional things, you still play against everyone. For Not the most all the part. time. You just, play them, you just play the people in your division more. more in, your, right? in NFL, yeah. it's like in your conference, you play them more. Like sometimes you don't even play certain you teams. Play. Like I like yeah. having the, well, that's, that's limited by the number of games you can have. Right. Yeah, I mean, I just like, like having it. God. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, you just don't play them as much. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, though. Eventually, like you said, maybe. I think if you, is it necessary? Maybe you just keep up posting stuff and stuff like that, you never know who comes across it, man. You never know what could happen. I definitely do not worry about what these chats have to say. Yeah. People sit yeah. around and mostly do nothing with their time. So oh, I don't. I don't even have we'll never time. ever focus on anything like that. <laughs> Trust. Yeah. Well, I'd be more than happy to share it with you guys if you want to, but um yeah because i i sent an email to adam and then he kind of said yeah and then copied i don't know maybe ben knows him because he works for esports engine right uh pedge and john uh, but they haven't responded and that was like right before christmas so well i figured i'd just you know plug here but appreciate it guys thank you take it easy Bill. Yeah, thank you man keep at take it. it easy bro good luck yeah i'm going let's get the next one in here I thought that was a totally valid question, to be honest, chat. You guys' reaction was kind of cringe. Uh, all right, <laughs> Blizzard, what's up, dude? Yo, what's up, bro? Yeah. 
Yo, what's good? What up? Yeah, I got a question for a slasher. Okay. Yeah, so... My bad, I just had some tacos, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, uh, slasher, I just wanted to know, what are your thoughts on, like, streaming scrims and, like, does it bother you at all? Or if, like, a team is scrimming you and they're streaming or anything? Um, I personally... I'm not a fan of streaming scrims. Um, I understand why certain people do it, and it makes perfect sense. Like, like obviously, it makes sense for Scump to stream scrims. Like, like he's been doing it forever. It's worked out for him. It's obviously created like, like it's it's a good platform for him, and like it hasn't hindered his gameplay at all. But I personally don't like streaming scrims as much because I'm more so strictly into just the competition aspect, and I feel like. When you're streaming your scrims, you're basically giving away free info for other. Like when I talk about something, I literally explain like the ideology, what I'm thinking, how I want to play it, why I want to play it that way. And when we're streaming, it's just telling my opponents our game plan. Like it doesn't make sense to me. When I've streamed scrims in the past, like I have to type in the chat, like in TeamSpeak chat, and it just doesn't help get my point across as much. And when I'm playing against someone who is streaming, I don't mind it, like because they they can't hear our comps, you know. So like it doesn't bother me. Sweet blizzard, thank you, man. There you go, good blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, let's uh, get the uh, next call in in here. Let's go. Good question. <laughs> Somebody said, "Chat, we are all weird judging these people. Stop this nonsense. We're all pussies at the end of the day." <laughs> Wait, oh just, my god! <laughs> just group everybody into one game. Uh, yo, what up? Uh, I don't really know how to pronounce your name. Is it Obesti? It's Phase Obesity. Austin, I have your lucky ace hat hostage on GA Gung Ho and BAK. This has got to be mad. For sure. <laughs> on GA BAK, Austin, or another your ace hat again. I'm placing the Phase Obesity curse on you. 100T will not be a top four team unless the AK is on GA. What the, the show? fuck is <laughs> that? Yo, that was terrible. Right, is that Zinny or is that like Gersh again? No way, Gersh. You wouldn't do again. Yo. <laughs> oh, yo. Dude, oh, I'm fuck. not going to lie. That scared the shit out of me when he started talking, bro. Uh, that's comedy, bro. I got to give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> he said for sure. <laughs> I'm clipping that one, dude. All right. Yo, somebody clip that, please, dude. All right, moving on to the uh, next call. Yo, he said, it's face obese. All right, <laughs> yo, my ace hat's still here. We're good. Uh, this guy's capping. <laughs> Bro, it's a Thanos, dude. <laughs> Ooh, I thought it was going to say online to make your voice like that, or do you need, like, a Go XLR? I'm trying to break it down. Uh, I'm not sure. He's good. Yeah, it's got it. Hello, can you hear me? What's up, bro? Yo, what's good, bro? Hello? Hello? Yo, Yo, yeah, what's up? What's up? Yeah, I hear you guys. How's it going? Sorry. Uh, my question was, based off of Looney's performance last year in Modern Warfare, was he a good pickup for the Seattle Surge or not? <laughs> we talked about this already. Um, um, I'll let Austin go, since me and John talked about it. I feel like last season was a pretty unfortunate situation for him. Um, I think it's hard to just 
go off of last season. But what I will say about Dan is I, I've won with him. I know he's a good player. Um, I know he works hard. And I also think since they picked up Gunless, he's a really good pickup. I, I think him and Pierce work well together. They've won together. And I think Dan knows how to work well with Pierce. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I understand that because based off of Rice Nation, he was with you and Slasher. So I think uh, and, and you and Gunless. So I think you would have the best perspective there. So I was just curious, you know, because you kind of got, you did, you did have a, not, not the best season he's had in competitive and, you know, uh, he, he, got, he got dropped early on in the season. I don't even think he had a chance on, on land. I, I believe on land. Yeah. Well, it was on land, I believe. And, yeah, I don't know. It was unfortunate. Was he also play. has one with Sam, too, in the past in Bob's 3. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's one of those things, like, time will tell. We'll have to see how good their team does, you know? Yeah. I hear yeah, you. I think people are writing him off. Pretty sure you won a tournament in every single title up to Black Ops 4. So, yeah. Yeah, you did, actually. Oh. Yeah, so I think you, the slander is a little bit uh, Hands a beast, misplaced. Man. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> anyways uh, thank you for the question no problem no problem have a good day have a good have one bro yep alright let's get the next call in here yo what's up brother yo Azzy oh, how you doing dude I'm good man how are you guys pretty good um my question's for Sasha um <laughs> Do you think that SMGs have a bigger impact in this game than ARs? Because I feel like a sub going off is a lot more impactful than an AR right now. Um, I feel like it's been that way actually for years now. Um, I, I just think like a sub, like if you're, you're an aggressive player, your aggressor is going off and getting those entries. It just makes it so much easier for everyone on his team to like do really well. So you take a player like a BZ, for instance, if he's constantly going 40 and 40, it's so much easier on his teammates to do good, right? So a sub going off usually is more important than an AR going off. But an AR can be super impactful if they play it a certain way and if they're helping their subs. Like, it's a trade-off, right? Like, the ARs help their subs do good and get into those positions, but the subs are also helping their ARs also, like, relieving the pressure and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, all right. Thank you. Yeah. No problem, dude. Take no problem, it easy. Thank you. Straight natural, bro. What up? No limit. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, uh, I have a question for Slasher. Uh, sure. What's your uh, favorite moment from the CDL or the CWL? Cod mo- just favorite COD moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say okay so I'll say one for me and then I'll say one for just in general um, so my favorite moments I mean obviously winning Black Ops 3 champs I think that speaks for itself the biggest yeah. LAN event like um, my first champs one of, like my third event win or second event win or something like that so that's probably my favorite moment one of my um, so I got two favorite moments that don't involve me and I'd say one of them is uh, at the Minnesota opener, uh, I was really skeptical on the whole like um, franchising model, like city-based franchising. 
And I think going to Minnesota and seeing the crowd get behind the Minnesota team was a really cool moment because a lot of those guys, especially like, I don't say, I don't think they're like the biggest names or like had been on like, you know, those championship caliber teams, but to see the crowd get behind them, like an optic crowd would or something like that was really cool. And I feel like a good experience for those guys, like to just to experience what the crowd, like, you know, cheering for you is like, like that's in a real feeling that I hope every player gets to experience. And then one other one that comes to mind is um, watching uh, Chino win his first event. Mm. I think that was one of my favorite moments as a competitor. Um, I've been really good friends with Chino for a long time. Uh, We came up together. You know, we were in battle in the trenches together playing for, you know, $50 at a time. When I was in college, like we learned a lot off each other and he's just a really good guy. So watching him win was um, one of my favorite moments. Yeah, thank you guys. No problem, dude. Yeah, thank you for the question, brother. That's a good question. All right, let's get the next one in here. That's true. I think I remember when uh, when Dan first won, when he started started winning, I was like super, super proud and happy for him. Just having yeah, grinded dude. with him through that that whole time. It's like such a different feeling. Dude, it was so wow. cool watching them win. Like it was so like my team did terrible that event. I was in such a bad move, and then then like watching them win, I was like, yeah, this is actually a dope event. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, Liberty. What up, dude? What's good, brother? Not much, man. Just hanging out. Nice to talk to you. Here. So my question is based on sort of like the public reaction to Cold War versus the competitive. So like having Treyarch this year, obviously they care a lot more about the competitive scene. We've seen it with all their updates versus last year. You know, Infinity War didn't care as much, but the public seem to like modern warfare a lot more than cold war and do you think that's going to have an impact on sort of the support that competitive gets in the future like do you think it gives fuel to the fire for joe seacott saying you know comp ruin call of duty hmm. um i think i mean publicly i mean those guys don't even exist in the same realm as competitive call of duty so yeah like whatever they think, I don't even think it has a true impact on whatever happens on the competitive side. Like you're talking about people that are that are getting on that giant map with the tank and saying that they <laughs> loved it more than this game. Like dirty bomb. <laughs> yeah, like come on, bro. Like the those people are just <laughs> in a completely different sphere. What I would say is I think that it would affect IW's next creation. Like they might just go with the same exact yeah. style of game. Yeah, and that's which could be that problematic. Could competitive, but that could be problematic. Yeah. The thing is, too, is I think that the public perception is grouping MW with Warzone. I consider those two completely different games. Like, I understand they're they're part of the same game. They're on the same engine and stuff like that. But Modern Warfare, people saying that that's like the best Call of Duty is literally blasphemous, in my opinion. Like, Warzone is dope. Warzone is cool. Like, it's good for COD, right? Like, I think everyone can agree with that. Like, even though it has its problems and stuff like that, but Warzone is not Modern Warfare. And Cold War is significantly better from than Modern Warfare. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you guys like hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's much else to be said about that one. Yeah. Well, thank you, Liberty. I appreciate it, dude. <laughs> that's just a, that's just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for the question, Liberty. Hopefully, you, you got you monitor there. You Let's get the next one in. <laughs> it is blasphemous, though. Dude, <laughs> bro, what? And by what metric are you saying that the game is good? <laughs> What's up, Jack? How you doing? I'm doing good. Loving the content, guys. Here we go. Um, 
This is a question for all three of you. So besides the obvious of, you know, you get a crowd when you're playing LAN um, and ping, how much does playing on LAN affect the matches? Um, I'm just interested in your perspective since you've all done online and LAN. So, I can, yeah, how does it, like, people get specifically... Nervous. The, the number one thing to me, well, yeah, people get nervous, but the number one thing to me is that even when you get absolutely horseshitted bullshit, which you will on land, I think everyone can attest to that. You yes. do. What? Yeah, you do. Now, fugaze, instantly when that happens, you it, you that shit's out of your head. You're like, I got fugaze, and you won't even remember until mm-hmm. later on. And you're like, oh yeah, I did get fugaze. When you're playing online, you're like, bro, this whole scenario is bullshit. Would have like, never happened. Yeah. Every yeah, this whole thing would never have happened. Like that shit just never in your head on land. Not ever. Even when you do get bullshitted, you're just like, all right, whatever. Dude. Like the game is just the game, and then you yep. just keep pushing. Nah, it's just people also get nervous, bro. bro. Go ahead, Austin. Nah, I would agree with both of those statements. Like that, you you do get bullshit on land, but it doesn't like you don't stop to think about it. You don't like let out a what the fuck or anything like that. Like it's it's just a call out, and you keep going because that's what it is. You know, you're on land. Like there's no better connection or anything like that. Um, Also, I would say the crowd and stuff like that does play a big factor. People do play differently. Matches and stuff like that tend to slow down. People are thinking about what they're doing. They're not just ego challenging and stuff like that. Some people do, obviously, but it's not just, I don't know. People do get nervous. And I would say, too, also for even for me, like that was a big thing I struggled with last year was like trying to trick myself into thinking I was like in a big match. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. in a big match, but I was playing it right next to my bed. Like I'm used to playing those matches in front of like, hundreds of people or thousands of people cheering like and when, when you get in those moments the adrenaline's pumping like yeah. it's just a way higher like oh yeah feeling there's so much more it's like preparation too like you get there like okay we got to make sure we get these scrims in i got to get a good night's sleep get a good breakfast with the squad yeah. whatever like at home it could just be like i'm gonna just watch this next episode on netflix you know, I'll sleep in a little bit, right? I'll just hop on and play. You know, it's yeah. different. It's just different. It's different. It's different it's atmosphere. Different. The intensity is 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 different, right? So, um, I think intensity, and then you know, the, it just nothing beats it, bro. Like it's just yeah, something special about it, right? Playing in a yeah. in arena, and like it's just like the no, just like the noise of land. I hate, I miss the noise. Like there's just oh, always oh. there's always just noises going. That on. reminded me too. And even the been... noises, like you cannot sound horror on land, like yeah. you can online. Like, that's a big aspect. Like, on land, you have to be really aware of situations because you can't get bailed out by hearing someone's footsteps because the crowd is usually cheering. You know what I mean? So, like, also, like, that, yeah, go ahead, finish that. No, yeah. no, no, I was pretty much done. I was, was going to say, also, like, having absolutely like no excuse, like, because you're scrimming on land and you're like, like, you can't just be like, dude, that host was fucking OP. Like, that was whack or that server was whack. Like, just, just zero excuse, man. So it's just it makes you just get better. It makes you just play better. Some people play better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I miss those days of like the it, it would be open bracket stations, but you know all the open brackets are out of the tournament, and you're just watching like a really good match yeah. on the side station, and just standing there like you just stand behind him like ooh you you can basically hear even hear people behind you saying like oh he just got shit on or like whatever <laughs> it was like you can hear them behind you they're not far away like no further than where my door is behind me right now and they're yeah. just. They're just talking like you're not in a big match, and you're like, "Yeah, I would do the same thing." Like, fuck it, <laughs> like I'm sitting there watching. Like, oh. uh, or like, and then S and D round, like when it went S and D on the side station, and yeah. like, oh, 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 he's playing, he's playing. I don't yeah. know why you're like, he's gonna get. Well, <laughs> thank play. you for the question. All this stuff was cool. Oh yeah, no worries. All right, have a good one. Have a good one. You too. Get the next one in here. 
Ah, don't you miss land? Dude. Oh my god, I can't wait. I oh, honestly cheap. just even just the atmosphere being able to go and just hang out with the bros, you know? Yeah. Take it out of the the Hilton bar again. My guy Cheek. What up? Hello. Cheek. Good. What's up, guys? What's going on? Much, uh, I got a question, I guess, for any of you really, but um Russia first, like how like how much S and D have hundred thieves played? And do you know if everyone's really been grinding it? Obviously just because I'm I bet a lot on the CDL. I just need to know if it's going game five and who's gonna win those game fives. Um so a lot of money to be made <laughs> <Prayers>. this year. <laughs> um <laughs> We've played a little bit of S and D. We definitely need to play more. Uh the rule set has also changed consistently yeah. for a couple weeks now. That's why we haven't like fully dived into it because the rules have been changing consistently. Like I said, like there's just no point to practice with like certain things when it's going to be taken out, you know, a week later. So I smoked um, in G8, gone in, I smoked in Sniper's gone in the Pro League as well. Or is that just... Um, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm yeah. pretty sure for now until there's a patch, there's going to be no yeah. smokes or snipers. So like we were practicing with smokes and snipers like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. So we, we've played like a little bit. We definitely haven't played enough. Um, but as the year goes on, we're going to put more time into it. It's just like... We're focusing on certain things. Like I think our big focus right now has been hardpoint, and you don't want to like put too much on your plate, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, thank you, lads. Um, thank you, Cheek. Enjoy your night. Yeah, you Have too, man. Take it easy. All right, we got one last question. It's my boy, Shit's ass. What up, dude? <laughs> What's up? What's going on, on man? This. Long time don't speak, man. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I missed last week. Um. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, my question is for Slasher. Yeah, so last year I got on and I called you the best AR in COD history. Um, and obviously last year oh, wasn't the it wasn't the best <laughs> year for you as a team. Not necessarily individually, but as a team, it wasn't the best year. But how much more confident do you feel going into this season compared to last season? Especially when you have a sub like Jarza, who I think is like, he looks league material right now. Where if things aren't going right for your team, you can put him in. Um, I mean... I'm just as confident as I always am. I think I was really confident even last season. Um, I think people don't understand how disadvantageous it was playing from California. Yeah. And we almost still won an event. Like, yeah. we were really close. And at Champs, we played really well. Took on some game five. Like, we were not just terrible, you know? Like, we were a team that yeah, better. was in... We, we fought for a championship. Like, we should we should have been up two overs face. Like, we won a, mm-hmm. lost a 2v1 round 11 to sell. And, like... I'm just as confident as I always am. Um, I think going back to 4v4, being in Texas now, like I'm going to get back to that form that I know, and I'm working really hard to get there. So I'm just hoping, you know, I don't want to say too much. I kind of want to let my gameplay do the talking for yeah. for myself. So hopefully mm-hmm. I get back to that form. Yeah, no, it'll be easy. But does that mean that LAG, they're all still in Cali, right? So yeah, surely they should just get smoked. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, you would think I, I would think it'd be smart for them to move to Texas, especially like I said, like seven yeah. or eight teams are here. Like if we're Make all it land, here, bro. Yeah. Like we're not playing on land, but we're pretty damn close. Yeah. We're all in Texas. Like it's as close as it's going to get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, brother. Have a good one. Yeah, man. Yeah, you too. See ya. Take it easy, bro. I appreciate you, Ben. Once again, killing it, brother. No problem. Anyways, we, have uh, one, we have one more question if you guys want to take it. It's not a uh, just a readout. Oh, it's you. All right, never mind. Go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, a, yeah, we... it's a two part question. I think it's a good question, though. It's right. from Xavier in the chat. And 
Uh, part one of the question is, you want to know, Austin, how do you approach leadership differently than someone like Krim, Clay, Cap? And the second part of the question is, um, what do you do to avoid uh, bumping heads with your teammates while still trying to progress as a team? Hmm, how do I approach leadership different? <laughs> hmm. That's hard. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know how if I could speak on like certain like Prim I've never played with, you know, so I don't know like his exact style. Um I'll just kind of say what how I view it. Um I've always kind of been a tough love type of person. Like I'll tell you how it is. Like I'll I'll be on your your ass pretty much to get on and get better. But at the end of the day, my intentions are good and I always try to lead by example. So if I'm telling you to get on early, I'm on early. You know what I mean? If I'm telling you to grind the game, I'm on grinding the game. Like, I'd, I'd, I'm not telling you to do anything that I'm not doing myself. Like, I'm trying to outwork everyone in the league. Like, I try to put in just as much time as anyone else because I don't want to ever look back and be like, damn, this guy worked harder than I did. And, you know, like, regret that type of thing. So I, I'm pretty tough on teammates, but I think, like, with the right group of people, um, it helps them. It, it makes them better. Um, it, it also, like, I take practice very, very seriously every single day. It's a strict environment, pretty much. But I, I've had good, really good teams that have, like, translated that strict environment into, like, high-pressure situations. So that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I can attest to all this. He's he's not capping, as you guys would say. He's telling the truth. He's, he is pretty much like that. The whole avoiding confrontation thing, though, that that's definitely not facts. Oh yeah, no, I, <laughs> you, didn't, I you didn't say that though. You didn't say that though. You didn't. Nah, say that. Yeah, I do not fun. avoid confrontation at all. I think confrontation is good, especially in practice. Um, to a certain extent, like like I said, like I'll I'm call you out on your bullshit. Better. But I also expect other people to do that too. I don't want to be the only one on the team, you know telling you to get on and play the game. Like, I want everyone want to be holding to like everyone that, yeah. accountable. Yeah. yeah. Like we should be, we're a team, bro. Like we're all here at the end of the day to win the, win the match, win the tournament, whatever it is. Support each other. We yeah. Should be, yeah. We should be holding each other accountable and working just as hard to not only win yourself, but win for the guy sitting next to you. Yeah. Good answer. All right. <laughs> well, all right, guys, I appreciate everybody tuning in. For those of you audio listeners, make sure you guys go leave us a review. It helps a lot. Uh, exposed us to new listeners and stuff like that and if you're on youtube make sure you leave it a like uh the live viewers as always appreciate you guys taking the time out to come through uh and much love to austin man hopefully you have an incredible kickoff match and a great season brother and i thank you for taking the time uh coming on the show with, with me and john thank you man appreciate you guys having me I always have a good time where can you we, guys man where can, can we, we find you, you bro for real uh twitter slasher al you know twitch <laughs> Oh, slasher actually underscore al. Yeah. Which is slasher al. Kind of, that's mainly it. Instagram too, slasher al, but mainly use Twitter. Sometimes stream some mates and stuff like that, but yeah. All right. Let's get it, man. Take it easy, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for coming around. Yep. Have a good one, guys. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. 
Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.